0: Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville.
1: And welcome into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, and we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to the sportsocracy.com, click that live video link, subscribe to the channel, because today that's very, very important that you get into the chat with us, because it's it's basically, well, we're going to steal one from old Rush Limbaugh here. God rest his soul. As... Uh, as it's a free for all Friday, whatever you want to talk about, throw it in the chat. We will get to it here it throughout the next three hours. It is a Masters Friday.
2: Uh, basically, we we have the Masters going on, where you got Brooks, Kafka, and then everybody else. Mm-hmm. The second place competitor right now is an amateur. And nothing else in the sports world is happening. <laughs> everybody else just went, you know what? We're taking the weekend
1: off. Uh Yeah, everybody went, let's go home early and watch the Masters. It's beautiful weather down in Augusta. The rain hasn't started yet. It's not so great here in Asheville. No, it's gross. Oh, so disgusting. Brooks Kepka is your leader in the clubhouse. Sees 12 under through two rounds at the Masters. You got Bennett. The amateur Sam Bennett there in second place eight under John Rom still seven under from yesterday. He's gone par every hole so far. He's through six in today's action. Colin Morikawa has jumped up the leaderboard at six under and Victor Hovland has dropped one shot in the last two holes and he's down to six under as well.
2: It's going to be a great weekend of golf. I fully plan on both days of the weekend laying on my couch and at 3 o'clock being serenaded by the dulcet tones of Jim Nance. Hello, friends.
1: Lucky man. He's a lucky man, ladies Hello, and gentlemen. Hello, friends. I've got birthday this weekend. Happy early birthday to my twin boys. It was almost 12 years ago today that Tank became a daddy and freaked out because he had two bundles of joy to take care of it has been a very trying 12 years but i'm trying to come to grips with the fact that i am only 366 days away from having two teenage boys and that's frightening
2: it should be oh It so it frightening. really should be solely <laughs> uh, because i know how i acted as a teenage boy and you could have a two indeed
1: uh so just like for the uh you know the, the the next two hours and 55 minutes here on this here program buckle in folks because it's gonna be a hell of a ride yes the masters is underway i am feeling just i don't i don't know if it, nostalgic's not the right word because i'm not an old school golf fan like i've i just became a golf fan in the last three years
2: well I, but i'm
1: just I, I'm just so ready to embrace the tradition.
2: I'm feeling the opposite of nostalgic because virtually every golfer that I grew up with has has now been put out to pasture. Uh, I mean, look, Tiger just. He ain't it. He's not it. He ain't it.
1: He, de- he doesn't have it anymore. He knows it. He's probably not going to make the cut in this tournament. He's on the cut line at the moment at three over.
2: Yeah, and that cut line probably is going to come down a stroke if I had a wager. It's right on the cusp of doing it now. It'll come down, down a to, stroke. To down three. to to oh, Okay, all right. It's right on the cusp of it now.
1: Depends on how the rest of the afternoon goes because if you're watching, and yes, I have it on my phone right in front of me as we're doing the show here, it's starting to get windier down at Augusta. The dark clouds are starting to roll in. So you're going to have some late afternoon thunderstorm shower activity going on. I mean, it's April in Georgia. Of course, you're going to have some of that going on.
2: But, well, I mean, tomorrow you will really be able, to, you will doubt that it's April in Georgia. It's going to look like April in Delaware because it's going to be cold and windy and rainy.
1: And it's gonna be and it's Easter weekend this weekend we, we we're doing a daily draft today and I think this is the first time in four years that we've been doing this together that we're not doing an Easter candy daily draft the daily oh. draft today at the top of the third third hour of the program we're going to be doing our master's picks for the weekend
2: oh this is this is actually the anniversary of one of the great moments in the history of this show with one <laughs> Mr. Randy Houston Ah, uh, yes.
1: The Russell Stover's Chocolates. We'll pull that out before the end of the program today. Oh, such a great line.
2: I've never laughed that hard on the air. And it's never been replaced.
1: Adam Black in the comments says, I don't have twins, but I've got two girls that are a couple of years from being teenagers. I'll trade your teenage boys for my teenage girls. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm, yeah, I'm um, all good. Let me, the, the, I don't need the girl the problems I, on top of the boy problems.
2: What he said. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> what do you say?
1: i am i'm am so okay so okay with not having that uh what yesterday we talked about the uh the the best uniforms in the nfl the carolina panthers what's the deal because because yesterday you're like, ah, they're changing the uniforms. And now I'm seeing all these stories of, nah, we're not changing the uniforms. Well, we're it's just a color correction.
2: Color. And I've heard that there will be, there will be some small changes, nothing wholesale.
1: Well, the only change that I know uh, that was mentioned in the story that I saw was that the full loop that you don't like around the shoulder, that's going away. Good. Good. Because it restricts their movement or something crazy. Like, okay, so what? We're just getting a color update. Now that's boring.
2: The old color correction. That's fine.
1: Wear the wear the blacks, wear the blues more often.
2: Just black helmet. That's it's really the only request I have. It's, Why do you hate the
1: silver helmet
2: so much? I don't like silver, really, period. I don't like it in cars. I don't like it in... It's just one of those colors I look at and, no. Black, white, all good. I'm not a fan of... I don't like Gray. Gray looks like what's happening outside right now, and it just makes me sad.
1: Absolutely. Um, they're showing right now on the uh, ESPN feed all the uh, the the major clouds rolling in at Augusta, so the weather's going to start showing up. And if if it does, then yeah, maybe the cut line does get larger, lower, smaller, lower. It'll go lower. It's weird because you say lower and it has to go up a stroke. Mm-hmm. It's weird just weird to
2: me anyway because the cut line is on the leaderboard and the cut line has to we'll go dry. lower there right. you go right we'll that's dry. where that term goes from. i keep
1: thinking of the number and like the number is only going to get bigger anyhow it's going to be a fun weekend we'll keep you up to date on everything that's happening down at the masters uh and uh who knows who knows uh the uh the late afternoon guys they may they may find themselves way behind brooks kepka because he's already ahead of the field by four strokes. And if the weather comes in, he, he could have given himself the biggest leg up in the history of the Masters. You never know how this is gonna go down. Uh NFL draft. You got you got some you got some latest spicy takes for today. You well got some I nuggets do,
2: I, roaming around in your head. I do find it funny that after I chucked out the Bryce Young to the Panthers thing yesterday, I've seen that about forty eight places today. Yeah, when Chris Mortensen is the one reporting this, you should probably put some credence to that. Oh, breaking news! Weather delay at Augusta. Oh, yeah. and- <laughs> I mean, that's it. To me, it it always made the most sense, and and that's just where we are. Now, I I would be remiss if I didn't point out that it is lying season, so you have to be really careful what you listen to. Mm-hmm. But this is one that makes a lot of sense. And it goes into the cognitive test that we talked about yesterday that Bryce Young just absolutely annihilated. And David Tepper, is he's really invested in that. After Joe Burrow crushed it, he thinks that that is a really good tale of professional quarterbacks. And I go back to a thing I've said on Bryce Young a hundred times. If your only knock on him is the size. We have seen smaller quarterbacks succeed in this league. Leagues getting Everything in this league is getting faster and smaller. I'm just not worried about it with Bryce Young. And I'm I'm fully of the belief that had you not taken him at one, I think you'd regret it. It's it's quite a possibility. Adam Black asked a very good question. Why would the team with number one uh, play smoke games? Well, there is a reason for that, and I didn't really elaborate on this yesterday. So I guess there is a vague faint possibility that Carolina has gotten wind of the same thing that I have heard, which is Houston would take Bryce young at two. They will not take CJ Stroud. If Carolina is looking at that going, well, we really want CJ Stroud. Then we float the rumor. Maybe we recoup a little of the capital. It took to get up to one
1: who wants you to know.
2: Well, the Bryce young thing is that's not so much a who wants you to know it. It's, there has been a report out of Carolina that they were really invested in this, this test. Well, then the results come out and everybody is kind of reading the tea leaves. Mm -hmm. And then you start seeing the betting market move and you go, Oh, well, um, well, something has changed.
1: But three-dimensional chess would be leaking out that you want the guy that Houston wants. And maybe they'll make a
2: trade. The, The only thing about that for me is, okay, let's say that's the case. You now open yourself up to let's say y- you did do that Houston moves up to one gets Bryce Young and he turns into an all pro elementa fired unless CJ Stroud is every bit as good if not better mm-hmm. and i'm I'm not sure that you you do that for, like if they have to be Justin Herbert Joe Burrow it would pretty much have to be that way yeah and and I'll be honest with you think about it this way if go back to the year that you just referenced if Cincinnati had been sent in one and the Chargers had been at two, you trade back with the Chargers, they get Joe Burrow, they go to a Super Bowl, even though you have Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. LMN fired. Everybody in the front office fired, no doubt in my mind. Second-year quarterback leads your team to the Super Bowl and you bypassed him? Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, because you are
1: unemployed. Uh, but, but there again, if CJ Stroud is anything but a really solid, really good quarterback, you're fired anyway. Because you traded oh, up the one to get him. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 gave up this hall, you gave up DJ Moore, you gave up the future to go get this quarterback that is not the guy
2: well sitting at one cuts through all the nonsense mm-hmm. whoever you take is who you came up here to get mm-hmm. and i just i've long been of the belief you would not have given that up to get to one with well there's you know there's a couple quarterbacks we really like I mean, whichever one no you went up there if to get you a know
1: guy know houston is all in on bryce young would it not be worth it to get some capital no. back and you drop back to two to get cj nope.
2: because that to me is a risk. Uh, we have to take a, a a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we have breaking news. This is the
1: Sportsocracy, and you're listening on ESPN Asheville.
3: I believe real estate isn't about properties; it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
4: At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball. And this is who we are. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way.
5: Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account. But no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Who's going
6: to break the news? Who's going to break the news? Who's going to break the news?
1: To break the news. And welcome back into the sportocracy where we have breaking news.
2: That is the worst thing you do. Just stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that little dance is awful. Uh, this is from Teron Davenport who covers the Tennessee Titans for ESPN. The Tennessee Titans and Jeffrey Simmons have agreed in principle to a four-year contract extension. That's actually a bigger story than people will make it out to be. Okay, why? Because there were a lot of rumors that they were shopping him. And I'm telling you right now, if they'd come off Jeffrey Simmons, you can stop the Lamar talk. You can stop a quarterback talk. It's blowing it up. Because this is one of the best interior linemen in the league. Now, I don't have the numbers yet. I'm, I, I, I'm gonna a you It's a, a whole mess. But we don't have the number yet.
1: Okay. Last year, they signed Harold Landry to a new deal. Yes, he got five years, eighty-seven and a half million dollars. It's more than that per year. No, not doubt. even close. It, it, that's what I'm saying. So, how high could
2: this figure go? Is this four years? He might be. It might be the richest deal for, a, which I think would have to get to ninety-two.
1: I was gonna say four at ninety.
2: Mm, could be. It could be. I mean, and we should know in pretty short order. Mm -hmm. But if you were going to tap out on a guy that's as young as Jeffrey Simmons is, because I'd heard his name attached to the Philadelphia Eagles, the Baltimore Ravens, and a couple others. How old is Jeffrey Simmons? 28? He is not even 26 years old. Really? He is 25 and a half. Okay. And so that was what the I've heard the Lamar thing attached to Tennessee. I've heard it. I've heard they could be the team that moves up. And and with all of the uncertainty that now is happening in the top three, that's obviously gotten louder because you've got a, a team in the Arizona Cardinals that does not want to pick at three, especially if there's no Will Anderson. And there's not a whole lot of landing spots that make a ton of sense. Now you see a team in Tennessee that I have not fully understood the direction that they were going not bringing in a a better weapon of some kind, no matter who your quarterback is, whether it's Ryan Tannehill, whether it's Malik Willis, I don't think it's going to be Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Everything I've been told, they have no intentions of paying him whatever ridiculous amount of money it is. And he would be a post-June 1 cut. Well, if you do the math, it kind of makes sense. You just extended a deal with Jeffrey Simmons, which allows you, there's a restructure involved in that. that probably made some, opened up some cap room, and maybe you see where I'm headed with this. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Tennessee Titans are, are are positioning themselves to make a move. I'm just not sure what that move is. And there's one that makes more sense than any other. And it involves a, a very angry quarterback in the state of Maryland who shall not be named. Because his name is on conversation probation on this show.
1: Right. But what does that do to the rest of the team? Like, do you have the money to make that work? Yes. Can you pay Lamar Jackson and still put a team we've, around it?
2: We've been over this enough times. The salary cap in the NFL, the, the the numbers are made up and none of it matters. If they want to make it happen, they can make it happen. Mm-hmm. The question for me, and look, I know we've said we're not going to talk about this, but to me, this is step one of an ultimate four-step process that gets us to a, a, a conclusion here. If Tennessee's willing to come off 11 and Tennessee's willing to come off that t- that one next year, I'm not sure Baltimore doesn't just come have at it. Have at it. We won't stand in your way. Mm-hmm. We won't make you do the offer sheet thing. We'll just get out of the way. Yeah. Interesting. And, I mean, I, I'm Jeffrey Simmons was my one big hang-up. You had to get this done because you've already seen so many of these guys get deals done.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: By the way, New York Jets, uh, Quinn and Williams. Maybe, maybe give him a call, see what his plans are for Easter. Because so uh, every one of these guys that signs, I feel like he gets just a little bit more irritated.
1: Well, I mean, Eric DaCosta, the GM of the Baltimore Ravens, has said, went on record to say that they might draft a quarterback, depending on how the board falls to them in the first round. To me, that's very telling.
2: Well, it's, te- their, I mean, they're, they're playing, they
1: are Seacrest out. Well, if there's I mean, a at this better point, option, we're going to take
2: it. At this point, they're playing full on chess of. We're it's, it's somebody has to be the, the onus to a movement here. And now, you know, and maybe I'm crazy, but now I'm looking at the Tennessee defense, knowing that you have gotten this part done. God, you know, the front seven's not bad. You still got Kevin Byard, uh, Bill Budichek in our YouTube comments said, no left tackle, no center, and terrible guards. RIP Lamar. I could make the argument that Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the NFL to put behind a mediocre offensive line. Because what I'm looking at right now, Ryan Tannehill, who isn't nearly as mobile as he was three years ago, and Malik Willis, who holds on to the ball in a, a range of time that is measured by calendars, not clocks, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I've said this all offseason season long. This is one of the weirdest teams in the NFL because I cannot figure out where they're going. And this kind of, I'm not going to say it completely clears it up, but it makes it a little clearer for me. And it makes some of these things I hear back behind closed doors make a lot more sense. Mm-hmm.
1: There has been the rumor Baltimore possibly trading up in the first round to get a quarterback. I, I don't know that I see that coming. However, if there is a shakeup like we talked about yesterday where the quarterbacks start falling, then maybe they could.
2: If C.J. Stroud falls to three, then it becomes more interesting to me. Would What would Tennessee be willing to give up to get to three? Mm-hmm. Would they prioritize that over a, a a ready-made solution in Lamar Jackson? How much homework have they done on on C.J. Stroud? Because nobody thought he was going to be there. And so I, I, I guess that's where I'm headed with this is if you, if you watch things the way that I do, it would be very telling to me if a report comes out in the next, I don't know, 72 hours, that now all of a sudden the Tennessee Titans want to talk to CJ Stroud. That would be one of those little light bulb moments of, wait a minute. Are we just doing due diligence here or are we planning something? I think they already did, didn't they? I don't think they've talked didn't to Stroud. I, have... I can tell you quick because I've got a list.
1: Okay. I thought I saw that story yesterday.
2: That CJ If Stroud they have me, I did not know about it. Uh they are he is not on their list that I have. Okay. So I didn't think he was. Will Levis is. They've talked to him. They've talked to a bunch of offensive linemen. But as of this point, they have not talked to CJ Stroud. And that's, that's, do you see how my brain gets to this place really easily of everything I hear behind closed doors is Baltimore and Lamar are so far apart that I don't know that they could reunite even if they wanted to, Mm -hmm. even if the money was right. I'm not sure if you can get past some of the things that have been done. Then DaCosta has that really weird press conference where he doesn't want to answer any question the way it's asked. And then you see a move like this and you go. Well, this is an, a, just an, a regular, innocuous signing of a defensive tackle. But is it, though? But is it, though? Because I'm telling you, the Jeffrey Simmons talk was loud. Around the combine, it was really loud. It should have been. Because he's a hell of a player. It, it, but see, that's the point Is I couldn't figure out why Tennessee would come off a player that's this good this young. Mm-hmm. This is one of the few draft hits you've had. And now, if you tap out on that, okay, now I, I 100% understand you know where, where you're this is going. going. This is a teardown. You'll throw Malik Willis out there or Ryan Tannehill. I would say more likely the former than the latter. And this is going to end badly. I don't believe it's a teardown. It's more of a, it's more
1: of just a slow rebuild of we're retooling some things. We're getting a little younger, but we're not getting rid of the the core. There's certain guys that you just don't get rid of. When you get a Jeffrey Simmons on your team, you don't let that guy go. So you give him whatever you have to to make it work. Harold Landry is that to much a lesser extent. I but, mean, he's, but, uh,
2: he, but, he's still in the...
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. He, well, wouldn't, he, have got, he got,
2: wouldn't have got that deal before he had 16 sacks two years ago. The difference in the way the league views this team right now is just so much different after a year. And I'm not sure in the building they feel the same way. And you look at Rand Carthon, who comes – I mean, look at the teams he's worked for. The 49ers, the Rams, the Falcons. What do all? What do two of those three teams prioritize? Hitting guys in later rounds, which Tennessee has been awful at. Mm-hmm. So if he comes in here, brings some of his own guys with him, you hit a couple draft picks, and you figure out the quarterback, is there any reason to believe that they can't be competitive with two of the worst teams in the NFL in their division? Yeah. Chauncey
1: Major says he can't wait for the Ravens to draft another quarterback to throw to Connor from the Waffle House
2: and Tank. I'm not sure you could have. I, I, I'm not sure Tank would be slightly more athletic than a couple of the receivers on their roster.
1: It is the sportsocracy, and this is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400 still to come in this hour. We'll have another set of team draft needs. We're going through each and every team before the NFL draft on exactly what they need to pick up to improve themselves for this year. And first up, it's the Indianapolis Colts, who obviously have one of the top picks in the draft. A lot of talk about what they're going to do, but Jeremy believes that it's just, what is this, a Vontae Mack scenario?
2: Oh, there's no, to me, currently the Indianapolis Colts are the pit master of the NFL because there is so much smoke coming out of them. That you know what's underneath that is going to be just a delicacy.
1: And you believe that they have that little that little note that says, Will Levis, no matter what. I do. What else do they need in this draft that's coming your way uh, later on in the hour here on ESPN?
8: In a developing story, we've learned that after decades of service to boys and girls everywhere, the Easter Bunny has stepped down. He has identified his replacement as a local rabbit who has been seen frequenting area Ingalls markets in recent days. He has been stocking up on Ingalls Easter candy, holiday hams, farm fresh eggs, and Easter lilies and balloons. And they also say that Easter magic, indeed, starts at Ingalls.
0: Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy.
8: Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed.
1: The sports world is always evolving. I mean, we know that the NFL lives at the top now. You had all, you know, you've got record viewership for everything the NFL does these days. And it seems like viewership for every other sport is tanking. See what he did there. On Sunday. A new sport came into the fray. Oh, good Lord. On ESPN. Did you see it? No. It's the uh, pickleball slam. The pickleball oh, slam. The f- with, with, John with John McEnroe. With John McEnroe and Andre Agassi and Andy Roddick.
2: They're doing and these, Michael Chang, you forgot the fourth
1: one. And well, Michael Chang, yes. Uh, and they are doing these uh, you know, this this series of tournaments in pickleball. I think there's there's gonna be four or five of them. Here's the thing on Sunday, the viewership, would you like to take a guess at what ESPN pulled for this two and a half hour competition?
2: Eighteen people.
1: It's way more than that.
2: 118 people.
1: It's way more than that. No idea. 796,000 people was the
2: peak of the viewership for this. So 750,000 more than have watched Bamani Jones in the last six months. Oh, Boom! Whoa. Boom! Violence today! That's, I'm it. telling you.
1: That rating for Sunday beat out 13 Major League Baseball games, seven NBA games, and five of the NHL matchups.
2: But why? I don't know. But wh- okay, so let me. I'm trying to wrap my brain around what you just said. So you got four tennis players. Yes. That that have a a slam to play a sport that one of them has made fun of relentlessly, and said it requires no athleticism whatsoever, and 790,000 people watch that. Yep. I don't that's one of those things like cornhole okay i get why you play it it's fun to play Mm -hmm. i don't in any in any universe understand why you watch it i don't either i don't
1: know what the, the the allure is to pickleball i mean it's just it's either really tiny tennis or it's great big ping pong
2: Right? I I mean, I feel like the the pickleball purists are going to uh, gristle at both of those things. I mean, maybe they will. We should call David Zach. We should call Ashley Police Chief David Zach. He's a pickleball player. He is. I I also think that you're going to kind of lose the ping pong thing because you don't stand on the table in ping pong.
1: Well, right. But that's what I'm saying. It's a great big one. Like, if it's a a really big ping pong. Yeah, but you're on the, (laughs) that'd be like a really big table and you'd have to be standing on it. You don't. If they put a pickleball court on a platform, you would play on it. I guarantee you.
2: Patrick Holt said it's tiny tennis, and it's the fastest-growing sport in the USA. It is. I, and I get that. I understand why people play it. We, On the whole, we don't watch a lot of tennis, so why are we watching really little tennis? Mm-hmm what people choose to to put their eyes
1: to i mean mystifies the, the me the question sometimes. to me becomes if the success of this you know celebrity pickleball slam that has these names that you know will that get people interested in the actual and yes there is an actual professional pickleball league actually i think there are two of them and they compete with each other right now but will people be watching that soon
2: yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't fully get it personally. I would rather watch an epic poetry slam with John McEnroe than right. that. But another thing, I don't understand why people are watching NBA games as we get closer to the end of the season. Would you like to take a guess at anyone not named Luka Doncic playing for the Dallas Mavericks tonight? Dwight Powell. That is one. Yeah end of message repeat the I line i was about to say you're going to greatly <laughs> struggle to name me another now the saddest part of that rashad mccann's no no the saddest part of that is that they have to win this game to stay in the playoff hunt five of their guys sitting out including kyrie irving i tried my best to tell you but one of the players they will have suiting up tonight is former north carolina Tar Heel. Reggie Bullock. Ah, see that. tar Heel. if you watched him for any period of time at Carolina, it would probably shock you to know that they're playing him at power forward right now. But that's not actually why I'm bringing this up. I think up. Dallas
1: always has a Tar Heel.
2: So Reggie Bullock and I are vag- vaguely the same We're we're within a couple years of each other. Okay, and we came up through the ranks playing AAU about the same time. So I don't I don't know him personally. I have been in the same room with him, and and today I, I have a story that makes me feel really bad about my life okay reggie bullock has never averaged, averaged more than 12 points a game in the nba pretty much the definition of a journeyman right mm-hmm. he just purchased a five square acre private island in belize interesting his plan is to build a four thousand square foot home on the island for himself and then eight rentable villas So apparently what's different about that, he paid $2 million, bought his own island. It's out there all by itself. Right. So there are a lot, I went way down a rabbit hole here. (laughs) Eddie Fox and I actually spent about 10 minutes going, well, I mean, the mortgage on that's only $16,000. Maybe we'll buy two. Stop that. But a lot of those don't have power. I have absolutely no idea, but somehow he found an island that had all of the infrastructure so, basically, he has his own little private island. So, it did. So,
1: so, it does have hooked up water and all that. It does. Okay.
2: And he has named it Bullock Island. He really uh, really laid out for the name there. But So, th- the reason that I want to tell the story is because I want to ask a question. Okay. And I'm really curious of your answer, because I can tell you mine definitively. If money was no issue. Would you live on your own little private island far away from everything else? No. For two million dollars.
1: No, for two million dollars. I don't
2: know that I believe you.
1: What, that I had to pay you're... two million dollars or somebody was gonna give me an extra two million dollars? I said to live money in? was no
2: issue. Would you by <laughs> choice live on your own island? Hell no. I don't think I believe you're so hermitive that I think you could get by with this. I am to a point.
1: The only reason I'm hermitive is because I don't have money. And if I did, if I had money to spend, I would probably spend it. The reason I'm so cheap is because I have lived hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck my entire life. And so when it goes, I don't know if I can really afford that $3 right now. But, but if money's no object, then I have no problems that I will be buying a house in the middle of town and everybody can come over for a party. I don't. That's why the Travis Kelsey thing, when I told the Travis Kelsey story about him having the big, you know, the, the big concert during draft weekend. Like, that's always been, like, one of my dreams. Like, people make up their, you know, what if I won the Powerball one day? I've got a whole plan. i got a whole plan to take care of every, everyone I know, everyone that's near and dear to me, charities that I love. I'm going to buy homes, and I am just going to retire and live off the money. I would die in 16 days.
2: <laughs> With <laughs> with all I, of the I alcohol just, that you could consume. I just did the the very primitive math. I would be dead in less than half a month.
1: Jeremy's going to do the uh, the thing that Homer Simpson did when he visited the Duff plant and fell into the vat.
2: Just I'm mean, going to have to drink my way yeah. out. Drink my way out of here.
1: <laughs> I have I have no there is no risk there. You will you know, you will not see me go down that path of oh god, Tank got money and his life went in the crapper
2: oh my mine wouldn't go with the crapper i would it would be a glorious oh but it would go down in flames oh it would be a glorious fortnight uh and <laughs> then the last couple days probably not aging particularly well looking a little worse for the wear
1: yeah no i would that's not, why i don't play power i ball. would not live by myself on an island now are there are there rules on the island? Like is this like in international waters? No Well I mean you, you can't, know, can't take you can do people crimes. Out. You, you, can you can cannot crimes take people island? out there and do and do crimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, can I can't. do crimes on my island? Then maybe that's uh That's the swing vote for you? I don't know. You... I mean, if life? anything goes, that's a moneymaker right there. Hey, I've got a private island. So Oh wait, somebody did that and had a whole lot of people wrapped up into it. he wound up in never
2: mind. Going down that path. Yeah, Tank just went a full. (laughs) I I bought an island and now I hunt people on it. Uh, That's that's two kinds of people. You never know people that would hunt people and people that won't. And I now know that you are in the former. What are you, cop? This is the sportsocracy. This is
1: ESPN Asheville and. We've got another set of team needs to talk about for the 2023 NFL Draft coming up at the end of this month. Don't forget, you can watch each and every pick covered live here in the Sportsocracy on YouTube exclusively. And we will be live all three days of the draft.
2: And this might be the most interesting team in the NFL to me.
1: The Indianapolis Colts, what do they need? We'll talk about it next. Real estate
3: isn't about properties, it's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina.
9: home trust bank we work hard to prepare businesses for whatever tomorrow may bring your dreams are our business and we have local experts who can help you plan for a successful future dependable guidance you need and service you'll appreciate at home trust bank we take your small business banking personally visit your local home trust branch or anytime at htb.com member fdic
1: If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy.
2: That is some good, clean family fun there, eh,
1: Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville and, of course, seen on YouTube. It is time to talk about more draft needs. Drafts coming up at the end of the month, and the Indianapolis Colts have the number four overall pick. I mean, it's a quarterback. We know that.
2: Uh, yes, because they're not going into the season with Sam Ellinger or Gardner Minshew.
1: The question is, what quarterback is that? They've been tied to Anthony Richardson. They've been tied to Will Levis basically since the start. I think that was the first that Flostradamus reported to us that he they were all in on Will Levis.
2: Everything that I have ever heard from anyone I trust is that they are all in on Will Levis. Because the, he is the one that Shane Steichen views as Jalen Hurts, not Anthony Richardson. And I'll be honest with you, I don't think he's are wrong. Okay. If that's what you're wanting to do, I'm not sure that you're not better off with Will Levis. Now, this is coming from a guy that has Anthony Richardson at 152 on his big board. So maybe I'm not completely uh, – I love Will Levis. I have the entire time. There are three quarterbacks in this class I love. I got Bryce Young at one, I got C.J. Stroud at two, I got Will Levis at three. And Anthony Richardson is a distant four. I think Anthony Richardson's closer to Hendon Hooker than he is to any of the other three I just said.
7: Okay.
1: And that's a bad thing, right?
2: I mean, considering we're talking about taking both of those two in the first round, yes, that's, that's not a good thing. One comes out of a gimmicky offense, and the other never looked like an NFL quarterback. But he runs fast. Awesome. Yeah, because that's historically that's worked great. Jake Locker's on line one. Yeah, he was real fast too, and and built like a fullback. Unfortunately, he couldn't. What's that, that? Complete a pass. Couldn't do that. It was just foreign to him. Same thing with Anthony Richardson. But I'm looking at this team, and Indy and Tennessee to me are in kind of the same boat. I feel like you're better than the public narrative has become. Okay. Last year went so badly that I feel like a lot of people forget there's a lot of talent on this team. And if you have an even competent quarterback and your line even stays halfway healthy, you're gonna be better. Now, how much better? I don't really know. I think Jacksonville's passed you comfortably. I think ten or uh, Houston is comfortably behind you. Mm-hmm. And then it's you in Tennessee, and I don't really know which one is better.
1: I have seen way more prognosticators than I thought say that they think the Indianapolis Colts will be the worst team in the NFL this year.
2: And to me, that's stupid. And I would say you the have same a, thing, but I th- I also thought there was front no front
1: way front. that they would be 4-12 and 12 last Well, they
2: were also killed and had no quarterback. The Matt Ryan thing was an absolute joke. Yeah. And then you fractured part of the front office firing Frank Wright because frankly, it wasn't his fault. And I think he got a raw deal. And then you bring in an analyst to be your coach. Yeah, you were a you were a disaster. But I feel like you hired a good coach. Yes, he's a first time coach, so I don't know how he will be as the head guy. But I mean, I've seen him cobble together an offense with a quarterback that I that, that I wasn't wild about he really did a good job with Jalen Hurts and uh, between him and Brian Johnson. And I don't see a reason he can't do that again with Will Mm Levis. I mean, people forget how mobile this kid is. They also seem to forget how much draft capital Indy has wrapped up in this offensive line. I've heard more than one person say they have the worst offensive line in the league. Oh, my. And to me, that is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. This team's good in the trenches on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's on the outside that it bothers me. And now I have always lived by the belief the closer to the ball, the more important it is. Quarterback, trenches, and then I can figure out everything that linebackers and corners. Most of what I would knock Indy for is further away from the ball. What that makes me think is that you're not actually as far away as last year would lead you to believe. Because there is a path that you implement an offense that looked much like what Philadelphia did last year. And you've got Jonathan Taylor playing running back.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And we seem to forget, after just a year, he was the best running back in the NFL, and it was not close. But you have to have a weapon.
1: You have to have a number one guy. Well, they have a number one guy. <sighs> the problem is they don't have a number two guy. I don't know. I'm 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 still on the fence about that whole Michael Pittman as a number one.
2: Uh, not a hundred percent sure. I understand why. I don't know. The best quarterback he's had in his NFL life was Matt Ryan, or Carson Wentz for one three game stretch. Right. Yeah, you give him an actual legitimate quarterback in this league, and just sit back and watch. Yeah, maybe, and and maybe so.
1: I always thought he would be a good supplemental piece, and that's what I think he is. Like, if Indianapolis could pull a deal for DeAndre Hopkins to bring in Will Levis to give him that a number one, make Michael Pittman the two, to me that makes this team stronger. And see, to me, I'm not,
2: I'm not sure, I'm not sure I want to go that route. I like Alec Pierce. He did not have a particularly good rookie year. We knew he was a little bit raw, but I mean, between the body and the size, all of that's fine. The pro I believe Pittman's a one. I don't think you have anybody that really takes the attention off of him. No, which is what I think subjects people like you to say that about him because he's not a burner. He's not crazy fast. He's just big and physical and really talented and a good route runner and phenomenal in the red zone. That's exactly what I want to develop a young quarterback. So I think you're set there. I would love a trustable piece. I know you signed Isaiah McKenzie. I don't really care because he's a four in the NFL. Josh Downs is the guy I can't get away from and go how much differently would I look at that offense with him in the slot? You got Pierce on the other side. Now, you got two matchup nightmares on the outside because both of your receivers are really big. Mm-hmm. And Pierce is fast enough that I think it makes up for some of the lack of physicality. And then I've just got Josh Downs and I got Jelani Woods that's a matchup nightmare. And Mo Cox, who's good for three really good games a year and completely irrelevant for the other 14. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think you're that far off. I don't either.
1: A, a couple of good draft picks. And you could be right back in the thick of things. You get a quarterback, you, you get a wide receiver, and you get a corner.
2: And see, the problem is that with what, with where they're sitting right now, I'm not so sure you can get all three of those things in the same draft. I don't love that you tapped out on Stephon Gilmore. I know he's an older guy. I'm, I'm well aware of it. He's also the best corner on this team, it wasn't close. Mm-hmm. And so now I see Indianapolis. I think you're going to get the quarterback at four. I think you're going to get that, that – I can't definitively tell you it's gonna be Josh Downs. It could be Jalen Hyatt. There, there are a few guys that fit into that profile with a thirty-six pick. Then you'll pick again until 80, 81, whatever. The the Dolphins pick counts. It doesn't count. I, I I don't care anymore. And at eighty, I just I don't see an impact corner in the first year coming there. And my fear is that that's gonna put a lot of that'll put a lot of strain on the rookie, no matter who it is. Because you're going to have to kind of shoot out. I love the front seven for Indianapolis, but when you get to the outsides, it is. And I think that's going to be a problem. So those are my three biggest needs for Indianapolis quarterback, wide receiver, cornerback. Later on, I would like to get another developmental, developmental tackle, because last year you got absolutely killed injury wise, and it really showed. Uh, between Bernard or Raymond, I think he will be better this year. I I can't tell you he's a no doubt left tackle. I think he is. Mm-hmm. I liked him coming out last year, but just didn't see enough of what I wanted to see last year to definitively say you're good there.
1: Uh, just curious here before we uh, take a break here at the top of the hour for Sports Center. Staying on the topic of the Indianapolis Colts and their corner situation, is there a corner that's still on the market and free agency that they could get that'd be willing to come in and, well, be that Patrick Peterson replacement?
2: Or, I mean, uh, Stephon Gilmore replacement. Not really. I mean, corner at this point is completely picked over. I mean, there there might be somebody you could make a deal on, but I don't know who it would be. Mm -hmm. Indianapolis strikes me as the team that is going to really closely watch guys that get cut in the preseason. And hope they find a gym because their corners are awful. Yep. Oh, you got Kenny Moore, End of yeah, and a message. Repeat he, the line. And he wasn't good last year as the two. And now you're telling me he's going to go out there as the no doubt one. That's terrifying. Oh, he's me. not a one. He's not a what? He's on this two team. Two years ago,
1: he was one of the best slot corners in the in the entire league. Yeah, he's the best corner on this team, and, by sure, quite a bit. Sure why it's a great big position of need in the nfl draft you are in the sportsocracy and this is cspn Asheville.
0: he's a degenerate gambler
1: you are a smelly pirate hooker
0: and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets and fred anderson nissan of Asheville.
1: Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. And the Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to the sportsocracy.com click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. You want to drop in uh, a topic for the afternoon. We will tap dance and get to it. Uh, we we are here to serve you. We are the Democratic Republic of Sports, and uh, we've already made one change to the plans today because of fan demand. Coming up in the uh, later on in the program, we'll get to the team draft needs for the New Orleans Saints. We got so many Saints fans that uh, are watching on the YouTube stream, and we like to give people what they want.
2: Absolutely, and we are Draftmas Central, and there is. There is a narrative. I have now seen this everywhere, and it's incredibly stupid to me. Okay, that Hendon Hooker's going in the first round. I have seen that as well. It is becoming more and more common, and I cannot, for the life of you, for the life of me, explain to you why. He was good at Tennessee last year. Yes. You do realize that none of that translates to the NFL. None of it. Why? Because that Tennessee offense is, let's see, how do I how do I explain this nicely? That would be like saying because you can host a radio show that you would be qualified to sing a lead soprano. <laughs> okay, they both involve a voice, right? But it's a drastically different voice. And the more we go down this rabbit hole, I and and we touched on this when we talked about quarterbacks. Every single time we've ever had five, I'm not going to say no doubt first rounders, mm-hmm. but five guys that got first round hype. Yep. The fifth one has always been a disaster. Always. Lamar Jackson is the one exception to that. Mm-hmm. And I would. And Art, the fourth had, one
1: was the disaster in that draft.
2: Yeah, because that was Josh Rosen. Right. We are so obs- especially now. Teams are so obsessed with getting a quarterback on a rookie deal because it gives you so much more with with how the salary cap is exploding and and going up by 20-some-odd million dollars a year. It gives you so much ability to build a roster because you can go get those high-level guys, the DeAndre Hopkins who you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. because that's a luxury. You're paying your starting quarterback $7 million. That doesn't mean you can just blindly go into this and go, well, I've got to get a quarterback. And and I'm going to go a step further. If the Minnesota Vikings take Hinton Hooker at 23, you may have to call a paramedic to revive me because I will laugh until I uh, probably borderline croak. <laughs> <laughs> there has been a yeah. there's been a report out, Did, of, out you, of Minnesota that they are intrigued by the idea of having a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. Hennon Hooker is not a first-round quarterback. I, I do not know a soul that thinks he is. He's also 25 years old. Okay, so at the end of his rookie deal, he's 30. Did you ever That's think- two years younger than Geno Smith. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you ever think of him as a first-round quarterback? I didn't
2: have a draftable grade on him until last year.
1: Right, but throughout the season, as he was throwing up big numbers at Tennessee and, you know, he was hitting all three of his uh, f- future f- professional wide receivers. Did you
2: did you never think that Hendon Hooker could be? I didn't say he didn't have a spot in the league. I said he's not a first-round quarterback. He's not a first-round quarterback. He's not even okay. close. Okay. With Anthony Richardson, I get it, because you're drafting the the physicality and the all of those things. You're not – getting that with hendon hooker first of all he's not all that quick anyway he was about a 4-8 guy before the acl what do you think he is now Mm -hmm. the arm's fine i think he's got a really nice deep ball but go back and watch the tape there were times he had all day long or jalen hyatt is just screaming behind the defense right that's a busted coverage throw I mean, it's great that you can make it, but that doesn't scream NFL quarterback to me. When you throw five
1: touchdown passes against the, the Alabama Crimson Tide, there are some, shockingly enough, that feel like that's proof that you can do it. You can play in the next level.
2: And here's what I think is happening. And I've seen this happen one time before. And I'm not going to lie, I got duped by it. And maybe that's why I'm... And I'm not – I don't feel like I'm railing on on Hinton Hooker. I think he has a spot in the league. Okay. I like him with the Seattle Seahawks, but I want that in the third round or even later if at all possible. I because don't think it, that'll be possible. It's not, but I, 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 if it's higher than that, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I've seen this happen before. He gets into the meeting rooms. Every person I've ever known that's been around him has said he is the nicest kid, high-character really smart, you get him on the dry erase board, and he's just doing all of the things that make you fall in love with him. Every time I see a quarterback have some meteoric rise like this through the process, instantaneously out. I can't name you one that this has ever worked. Mm -hmm. The last time I saw a a rise like this, Baker Mayfield was one of them because for whatever reason, John Dorsey just thought he was – Oh, he's got the attitude of Brett Favre and he's going to be our gunslinger. Gunslinger
1: mentality. The
2: other was E.J. Manuel. Mm-hmm. Because everybody that met him absolutely loved him. High character, high IQ, really knows w- w- what he's talking about when he gets in the room. That's a, that, that, that is a great example. Yeah,
1: I because look, this is what I happened. Look, he was, was, was...
2: a second-round guy, and then all of a sudden Buffalo fell in love with him and took him at 15.
1: Right, but what I, but, but what I saw with him when he was at Florida State, as opposed to what we see this year with Hendon Hooker, I think there's there's some similarities Well, there. the
2: difference is that you were at least getting not an NFL offense, but at least a semblance of it. What Josh Heupel is doing has absolutely no relevancy to the NFL. None. And, and I'll give you an example. A- and I'm going to tie this into something, because I guarantee you when I say this, people are going to go oh, wait." When Mike Leach was at Texas Tech, you run this air raid offense where I have five guys that are just faster than anything you have, and somewhere there's going to be a mismatch, and this kid has to find it. That's how Pat Mahomes got pushed down to 10. In terms of raw arm talent and all of the things that you want out of a quarterback, I can t- I've can told you this a hundred times. There were three teams in the top 10 that loved him, but they were scared to death they were going to get killed for taking a Texas Tech air raid quarterback in the top 10. Well, Kansas City, they, they they reaped the the benefits of teams not want to pull the trigger on that. One of them was my New York Jets. I still can't say that out loud without being really sad. That's an that is one example where this went really well. But if you watch the tape, you could at least see the raw where this kid's this kid's got the, the, the talent to do that. And I'm not saying Hannon Hooker's not talented. He ain't getting any better. Twenty-five years old. Name me a player that's coming to the NFL and all of a sudden got better. It doesn't exist. Kurt Warner. Yeah, because we never saw him because he was bagging groceries. That's not what you're getting here. And I'm just—I keep hearing this. It's getting louder. And it, this has mistake written all over it. Mm-hmm. And and Tennessee fans, I'm sure you love him. He he gave you a great year on Rocky Top. He is not. A, a first round nfl quarterback yep the baltimore ravens have said they'll take
1: a they could take a quarterback in the first round of the draft If the right one should fall in their laps yeah 22. and i feel like what Hendon hooker might be uh shoehorned into that
2: well i mean you already have Hendon and hooker uh, i mean the compare the, 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 i would say one of the closest comps in the nfl to him would be tyler huntley and he's got a better arm okay because that's what that's what I've always heard out of Baltimore is he's so sharp and he knows the offense so well, but he doesn't have the kind of deep ball arm that Hooker does.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm just I, I've watched this so many times, and I know it never works out. The chances of there being five high level quarterbacks in a class are almost non existent. I, I mean I've done the analytics on this. For every five first-round quarterbacks, one of them is going to be a grand slam. Two of them will be stand-up doubles. One of them is a uh, strikeout while trying to bunt. And the fifth one never even gets to the plate. Right. Because two of them are disasters. And I mean, it's, it's possible that this class is in the same boat. Yeah, and then- I don't think there's a miss on Stroud or, or Young. So long as they don't – I mean, I, I guess Bryce Young could go to Houston and just get –
5: annihilated
2: yeah. but even then i don't think in that offense it's going to be that big of a deal but then you have the other three levis now hendon hooker and anthony richardson there are probably two high-end busts coming out of that mm-hmm. and hooker is the one i would bet on but because there's nobody he is it's this is very simple supply and demand the supply ain't there and why minnesota keeps getting attached to this i have absolutely no idea because they're going to move on from
1: Kirk Cousins at some point.
2: I, I, okay, at some point. Right,
1: and here's the thing. So, uh, another team in your own damn division already did this once, right? And, and it's been the worst four years of uncertainty surrounding that team. Mm-hmm. This is Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. They went and got Jordan Love way too early. I'm not saying it's way too early to move on from Kirk Cousins, but...
2: I'm saying it's way too
1: early to move on from Kirk Cousins. Well, I mean, th- I believe that's debatable.
2: You can see the positives on either side. For the fifth best quarterback in the draft class. I'll say the exact same oh, not, thing I said about Green Bay trade. when they did
1: it. I'm just saying, you know, if Minnesota wants to move on, you can understand why they would want to. Not necessarily for Hendon Hooker, but they want to start the ball rolling. I don't
2: get why you want to do that anyway. I, but and, and here's the thing. I'm looking at next year, and yes, I'm projecting. I'm a draft guy. It's what I do. If you're looking up and down the NFL, there's not going to be a lot of teams that need quarterbacks next year. So let's say I'm right on Caleb Williams and Drake May. How many teams are even competitive for that? Let's say the the, the top of the draft goes the way we thought it would the whole time, not, not where we are at this second. And you get the Texans, the Colts, the Panthers, and somebody else that takes a quarterback. Who needs one a year from now? I mean, go across the entire mm-hmm. league. Who needs one a year from now? You'd have the Falcons. You'd have the Bucks. I don't know that you'd have – I don't know that you'd have the Falcons. You might. feel pretty confident that it's not, Falcons and the Bucks are – It's not Desmond Ritter. Falcons and the Bucks are two that would not have high-level investment in a quarterback. hmm The Rams would have one that's getting older. The Bears, if they're ready to move on from Justin Fields, hmm The Packers, if the Jordan Love thing has just gone horribly, terribly awful. Mm-hmm. Washington, if the Sam Howell thing's gone terribly. Do you realize there's not a team in the AFC that would be ready to move on from a quarterback? Not one. Yeah. There's a possibility that three of the five teams I just said are not picking in the top 10. So all you got to do is go make a move on an actual quarterback. Here you shoehorn one in and you're stuck with Jordan love. Mm -hmm. Because unless there is some specific thing that you're seeing that fits in your offense, and that's why people are passing on it. There's a reason that 22 teams will look at this kid and go, nope. Because he's not a high level quarterback.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: You're desperate for one, apparently, because every analyst says, well, there's a possibility Hinden Hooker slides into the back end of the first round.
1: Stop. Could it be Baltimore? Could it be Minnesota? He's already met this week. Hinden Hooker has with the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans. He also has a visit scheduled with the Green Bay Packers this a- week.
2: And I'll be honest with you. If the New Orleans Saints have a pick at the top of the second round, I can't remember. I want to say it's 40. New Orleans takes him there, I have no problem. You put him behind a 30-some-odd-year-old Derek Carr, knowing that that deal probably lasts two, three years. He's a high-level backup. If anything ever happens, you're in good shape. I don't love it. I don't love having that kind of capital in a, in a backup quarterback. But I'm not going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Now, you use a fifth-year option on a quarterback like this that will be 30 years old, heading into the season of that option. Right. That's just, that's just a level of dumb that I can't wrap my head around. And it's really not a shot at the kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Hooker's got 13 total visits set up with NFL teams. He is outside of what we believe to be the first-round caliber quarterbacks. But it will not shock me to see him go high-ish in round two.
2: If I had to bet on a player that ends up getting overdrafted right now, it's probably Hinden Hooker. Not Anthony Richardson. The Anthony Richardson thing I at least get because he's something that we have never seen before. He is Cam Newton size with Lamar Jackson speed. I've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. So, And I'm looking at, at the way that the league is evolving and these quarterbacks that are rushing 12, 14, 16 times a week. I understand how somebody could fall in love with Anthony Richardson. I'm not going to do it because he can't complete passes consistently. I don't get what you're seeing with Hendon Hooker. And I've said this about a lot of quarterbacks over the years. I said this about Brandon Whedon. The year that Whedon came out and Cleveland took him the first round, I told anybody that would listen, and I mean, I was, you know, this was before I even started covering the draft. Anybody that takes him in the first three rounds is a moron because that kid is seven years older than everybody who's playing. Oh, but he looked so good of course he did he was a grown man playing against children and with hooker there's a little bit of that and a lot of you played in a gimmicky offense and i just i don't get it and i have a funny feeling from everything i hear there is going to be a stupid team that does this at the end of the first round
1: you're in the sportsocracy and this is cspn Asheville.
2: the siren song of the sea beckons with a bounteous treasure and a desire that
4: must be fulfilled. At Ingalls, our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Ingles, low prices,
1: love the savings. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com.
3: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
1: And welcome back into the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, a Friday edition. The play is uh, back underway down at the masters in augusta georgia and
2: don't look now but john Rahm is lurking john
1: Rahm has dropped uh is it dropped two shots has gained two shots how do you say that when he's done better
2: i mean he's gained two shots on the
1: leader gained two shots on the leader okay maybe that's maybe that's the way i should say that always get confused by golf i'm still learning at this point he's nine under for the tournament through nine holes in the second round already in the clubhouse. With the lead is Brooks Kepka. 12 under par for the tournament. You still have Sam Bennett, the amateur, down there at uh, third place right now. Eight under par. He is in the clubhouse. His round is over. He is. It's got to be one of the best showings of of all time for an oh. amateur in the Masters
2: debut. Well, there have been. I don't remember one ever being this high. I can't tell you that never happened, but I don't remember
7: it. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, there have been some that had really good showings and finished. I don't remember the highest that I've. I'll have to Google that in the break. I, I, there's a few in my head, but I don't remember where they finished because there have been some that were. They were good through two days and then shot an 84 on Saturday. So this is setting up to be really interesting over the weekend for one very specific reason. Because you could have Captain PGA against Captain Liv. Brooks Kafka, the LIV guy against John Rahm that has been, he hasn't been really outspoken about this, Mm -hmm. but he's been very dedicated to the PGA. And to me, that would be just epically epically good i mean you're the casual fan It's a
1: hell of a storyline would it not get your eyeballs i mean it's gonna get my eyeballs anyway i'm at that point and and actually i i don't know that this stirs the pot for anybody
2: it does for me and
1: and and maybe it does maybe this is what they i think this is what live struck out to do was to obviously make a rival to the PGA but also show that they can compete with the PGA golfers or with the PGA Tour golfers with their own guys. now they've gone out and gotten the best in the world but so far we we haven't really had this yet. You know you had the what was it last year at the open championship it was um, help me out what's the guy Mullet guy's name Cameron Smith Cameron Smith Cameron Smith ended up winning and then he goes to LIV afterward. You haven't had that yet—that moment Not with the where guy it's that's like, actively "Hey, on here's our live golfer, and now, now he's competing for a championship." There is that storyline, but I think the live thing has gone so
2: horribly. Well, the tournament is irrelevant; nobody's watching it, right? But I do feel like this is this is what I've I, I've had a a weird suspicion that this is how this was going to go for quite some time and it is the patent flaw with live golf the average fan sees brooks kapka who is no longer on the pga tour leading augusta going into saturday mm-hmm. john Rahm's second or or sam but the amateur whoever it is and you have this shootout between a live guy and a pga tour guy what's that get you to do gets you to watch the pga tour event mm-hmm. it doesn't work backwards You don't watch this and see Brooks Kapkin go, oh, I guess that means live is fantastic. No, it's a guy that got a bajillion dollars, has bad knees, said it in a documentary that the PGA paid for, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, if you haven't watched it, it's phenomenal.
1: It is very good. Full swing on Netflix.
2: Oh, it's phenomenal. If you're looking for something to binge watch tonight going into the weekend, I highly recommend it. And so that benefits who? It's the PGA. That's it, it, there are a couple of people that are in in sports in this area that I've had this very same conversation with, because they would rail on the live thing, and I'm like, you realize this is good for you, right? This is good for your side of the argument. I never understood the, I understood the problem with it. I didn't understand the problem with there being another tour. There were a lot of people that had, regardless of where their money's coming from, and that's just not what we talk about on the show. I never had an issue with oh they've branched out on their own. Because it has led to some changes on the PGA Tour that are good for these guys. if And that very well could be the long-lasting legacy of Liv. That, and much like the XFL, you spent a bajillion dollars and it didn't do squat. But to me, this is really entertaining. And Kapka has been phenomenal over the first two rounds.
1: That he has. Kapka's, like I said, in the clubhouse with the lead, 12 under par. By the way, the highest finish ever at a Masters for an amateur was second. You have to go back to 1956 that was when what I was Ken afraid Venturi of. finished second in the event. He was 24 years old at the time. He actually had the lead going into the final round, but then, and he had a four-stroke lead in the final round. But then ended up finishing in second place, and so there's your answer. Second place is the best that an amateur has ever done at the Masters.
2: Ryan Moore. That was the one I was trying to remember. He was 13th back in 05, uh, and obviously Jack Nicholas was 7th in uh, 1961.
1: Mm-hmm. Sam Bennett, amateur golfer number three right now on the Masters leaderboard. Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Jason Day and Sam Burns. love Sam Burns. Are the rest of your uh, uh, of your leaderboard at the moment. Uh Jason Day, you had warned me that he
2: the, the downfall is coming for him. Oh, and I very easily can see it being tomorrow. Uh, look, well, the talent's always been there. He had kind of a David Duval thing of, "Hey, look, I'm really good." And
7: Mhm. Well, he
1: was the runner-up his first year playing in the Masters. And then he hasn't really contended since I think there was another year that he was in the top five or top oh 10 he was the best golfer like in the
2: world for two years and then it it all came tumbling after right me. well
1: he was nine under for the tournament through fourteen today and he finished his round five under so he maybe has, the turn has come for him
2: he has a bad back so it, it, it once those the knee the back or the hips once those start going for you as a golfer i'd you can have a good round, but it, it doesn't tend to hold up. Yep. Uh, and Adam Black in our YouTube comment said, Captain PGA is missing the cut. That yeah. would be Rory.
1: McElroy. Yeah, Rory did not have a good weekend or a, g- a good two rounds. Rory
2: is the great Sasquatch of the uh, PGA. Oh, he's so good. Does he ever win, though? Like, when was the last time he- Rory's leading going into Sunday. And then he actually, oh, wait, that's because he never does. Mm-hmm. I play DraftKings in every major. I have not had Rory McIlroy in a major in seven years, and every single time people fall for it. And, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I looked at it this time
1: because eventually it's gonna happen, right? Eventually not he's gonna get the career grand slam. I mean, you 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 assume he's that good of a golfer at some point. I don't care if it comes 15 years from now. He gets into the Masters yeah. and he wins one. I don't know. Is Rory, Rory McIlroy, is he not that type of golfer?
2: Oh, I mean, he can. Uh, Patrick Hilton, the YouTube comment said he won at uh, Quail Hollow in Charlotte. Yeah, that's it. not a major. Rory is one of the most unbelievably talented golfers in the sport and has been for many years. He's got this yips thing in majors that, You never really feel safe about it, and he was not good this year, Mm -hmm. and we'll be going home.
1: Uh, Adam Black says, Tommy Fleetwood is the DFS letdown
2: that he'll never play. Yeah, I've fallen for that one a few times before. You're not alone in that one. Great mullet, though. You're in the
1: Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville. We'll continue to give you the latest from Augusta at the Masters, going to be a great weekend. we got uh, so much more to get into here as far as uh, draftmas is concerned. we got the Daily Draft coming up at the top
2: of the next hour as well.
8: In a developing story, we've learned that after decades of service to boys and girls everywhere, the Easter Bunny has stepped down. He has identified his replacement as a local rabbit who has been seen frequenting area Ingalls markets in recent days. He has been stocking up on Ingalls Easter candy, holiday hams, farm fresh eggs, and Easter lilies and balloons. And they also say that Easter magic, indeed, starts at Ingalls.
0: On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's
1: get weird, Asheville. This is the Sportsocracy, and it's time to get weird. And, uh, you know, weird and, and crimes usually go together. I will have a crime story coming up in the next hour. This one is also crimes, but it's also very very weird. A man in York County, Pennsylvania has been arrested. He was arrested on Tuesday morning after allegedly leading officers on a two on two separate vehicle chases in two counties. I'm going to read you the story here from WGAL that reports that uh, troopers said that they could see items in the car that this man was driving. He was driving a BMW with a Florida plate. We had a weird BMW story yesterday as well. Uh, he's, they said they could see two weird items in the car that he was driving. However, he said he was just taking some items to the junkyard. Well, he drove away when they tried to pull him over. Finally, they were able to chase him down. He got out, ran on foot, but while inspecting the car, they found a dog inside and a dead deer in the trunk. He ran into the woods, and then later that morning, they get another suspicious call or a call about suspicious activity from Abbottstown where a school bus had gotten stolen. And guess who was the driver? obviously a chase ensued yet again he by the way left the bmw uh on some train tracks i guess he was trying to get rid of the evidence but to me the weird part is who what who who has a dead deer in the trunk of a bmw uh, for what reason could you possibly i mean is this maybe you are trying to prove a point i mean maybe he was going back to the trailer park <laughs> 100% maybe he's going back to the trailer park and that's I mean, now that makes more sense. Guy from Trailer Park drives BMW, brings dead deer home for food.
2: I have had a commonality between my weird stories over the last handful of weeks. There's a lot of strange things happening with Delta Airlines employees. Oh my gosh, what now? And this is another one. Apparently, the Army has special ops teams. And they perform training exercises in some very strange places. Well, one of those places was the Revere Hotel in Boston Common on Tuesday. 10 p.m., they schedule a special ops exercise. And what is to happen is they go into a hotel room that they were specifically told. They go through the hotel the way that they would do, bust down the door, Detain the role player, as they are called in this story. Mm -hmm. So, as it was scripted, they go through the hotel, bust down the door, detain. Wasn't the role player. It was a Delta Airlines crew member that was staying in the adjoining hotel room to the one they were supposed to bust down. (laughs) Somebody said the wrong number. Apparently, as they were being detained, they resisted, which the special ops team thought was part of it so it maybe got a little aggressive (laughs) they have issued an apology uh because oops oopsie poopsie we were not (laughs) supposed to do that uh delta said in a statement we are looking into reports of an alleged incident in boston that may involve delta people we have nothing further to share at this time other than to reaffirm our commitment to ensuring the safety and well-being of our people and Weird things are happening around us because right. it seems like every time I tell a weird story, it has something to do with Delta.
1: If you were the head of PR for Delta right now, uh, how close are you to just saying, screw it and walking out the door? Just,
2: I, I can't do it anymore. Right. All right. We, we've, we've had, we've had uh, uh, stewards that would not fly with each other because they got into a fight. Had somebody open the emergency hatch on an airplane. It was still taxiing, but just, I mean, I'm not... I mean, there are airlines that I prefer to others, specifically the ones that give me enough leg room that I don't have to put my feet in my lap. But Delta, I mean, I know you didn't really have anything to do with this, but let's get it together. I'm expected to be a high so, water mark here.
1: So, so do you want to share? Uh, of all your travels, what what is your favorite
2: airline? Um... I don't know that I have a favorite one. I have some least favorites that I probably shouldn't say. No, yeah, I wouldn't. There's look, there's there's so like some. You,
1: you like Southwest best. You like uh, well, American Airlines.
2: Well, I mean, Southwest was. I flew a good amount of Southwest. It just I really hated the Southwest flies free. No, they don't. I've seen me do it a bunch of times, and it was never free, ever. <laughs> And forty eight regulations though, what your carry on could be. It has to be less than twelve pounds and it has to be small enough to fit in your back pocket.
1: I think I've only i
2: I've only flown Delta, so I don't know anything else. I oddly enough, I've probably flown less Delta than anywhere else. I just there are some airlines that really don't understand that not everybody is built like Tank Spencer and stands a, a paltry five foot four. I am 6 foot 5. And some of these some of these airlines don't understand that leg room is very important.
1: It is indeed, but I also need somebody to control the snoring of the people on the plane.
2: Nobody ever sleeps around me.
1: That that sounds frightening.
2: Well, I mean in first class I've had I mean I've had people fall asleep that were sitting close to me. i mm-hmm. I've never had this I mean I guess I have that look of this is not the guy that I should go full on <laughs> sleep apnea on his shoulder oh because he looks angry. It's the it
1: wasn't on my shoulder but I had sleep apnea guy across the row from me on the last flight that I took and it was like it was like trying to ride in an airplane next to a jackhammer for thankfully it was the shortest part of the flight or the shortest part of the trip. It was from Atlanta to here, so it was like a 45-minute flight. But good Lord, how many logs can you saw in 45
2: minutes? See, and, I was never, and he hit every one of them. See, I was never much of a sleeper on an airplane either. And after one rather uncomfortable incident, I probably never will be again. I fell asleep on a jet. So there were, I don't know, six of us on this plane coming back from the West Coast back here Mm -hmm. i don't remember why we got called back here but we got called back for some reason and i was laid out and we hit turbulence unlike anything i have ever hit before in my life and i don't know if you've ever seen me get scared (laughs) no scared jeremy is bad uh brian haynes figured this out the other day because he came around a corner and i didn't know he was there and i about punched him right in the (laughs) face you scare me i'm telling you right now you should not be within arm's distance because you know people have fight or flight instincts i don't have a flight mine is instantaneously fight and so we hit turbulence i thought somebody had woke me up and i jumped up ready to fight everybody on this airplane and none of them were than 10 feet of me nice like oh oh i'm the jerk oh, Okay, uh, i was i was having a lovely dream a little
1: six seconds ago right and all of a sudden, Domus goes into uh, you know his uh, MMA training. Days. Oh yeah!
2: Uh, I mean, I went full Iceman Chuck Liddell. Somebody is fitting to catch these hands. This is the Sportsocracy. It is the draftmas
1: season. We are your central location for all things draftmas season. We will cover each and every pick of the NFL draft live on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Get into the chat with us uh, every day, and of course, you'll get the the alerts whenever we are live, including for all three days. Of the draft coming up next, we'll talk about the uh draft needs for our next team, which is—you're uh you're asking me. That's it is. You're the one that audible. Are we doing that one, or no, which no, no, no. one are we doing? It's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up next right here in the Sportsocracy. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now.
4: At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
3: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina.
1: The Sportsocracy.
0: Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man.
1: Welcome back into the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Another round of draft needs as we head in to, I mean, the thick of the draft season.
2: Next week. Next week, boys and girls. The first, team by team, seven-round mock draft. Let's Go. he's going full on seven rounds this is the hardest one to do because uh, yeah. everybody has to walk out with an a plus and that's okay that's okay it's not easy to do no nah,
1: well i mean it's right i feel like you you can't do that i don't feel like there's a scenario where everybody gets the a plus
2: did it last year
1: somebody's somebody's gotta have
2: did it last year somewhere yeah, and a great team for that to be, fire them cannons back. Golly, oh, gosh. More than no, things.
1: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers entering the post-Tom Brady era. As we all knew, they would eventually. Tom Brady has retired, and this team needs a quarterback. But why?
2: <laughs> you already have one of those. Oh, stop that. Baker. Baker. Interception maker. <laughs> I cannot anyway. wait. I'm so happy. Every time I see Baker Bayfield's name under center for your team, it just fills me with glee.
1: It's going to be a month. One month.
2: <sighs> that I, Of all the things that you've said over the three and a half years we've been doing this, I think the fact that you're digging in on that might be the dumbest one. Why? Where are you going to go? Now, if you somehow manage to fall into Will Levis... Okay, maybe now we can talk, but I'm not even sure that's how that would go.
1: What Baker ba- Mayfield's your quarterback. What has Baker Mayfield shown you that makes you oh, believe he's, that he's going to start?
2: Well, he's obviously shown your, your front office off something. Look, I think he is god-awful. He costs nothing. He's also one of the only two quarterbacks in the NFL that has me blocked on Twitter. So, I love this so much.
1: He cost you nothing, and he's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league.
2: And yet you prioritized him. Yeah, it's, how you feel about Baker Mayfield is completely irrelevant to how Jason Light and Todd do it's Pretty clear that they they paid four million dollars for him I, I, at most. I, I watched that's Todd Balls included. I watched Todd Bowles do this exact same thing with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, watched it with my own two Baker eyes. Baker
1: Mayfield's being paid as a backup. I'm just that's all I'm saying.
2: So to who? to kyle trask you're drunk if you think you be, the sheer fact that you have listened and agreed with me for three years that you would never bring in cam newton to be a backup for the exact same reason and now it's your team and you put your fingers in your ears like nope they can't don't believe, it. believe in him at all can't believe it uh, okay you know that that uh, torture ticket that we love to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. where Tank has to go full cowboy downtown wearing a free hug shirt barring injury. Baker Mayfield starts more games than any quarterback on this roster and I'll make it the same way with me and I can't stand to be touched. I'll make it right now. Right now. Right now. Anyway. And you see how he changed the subject. Yeah, what
1: does this team need? Right. What does this team need in the in the 2023 NFL draft? Uh it, well, I mean To me, number one has to be right tackle or left tackle.
2: Luke Gedecky is not that right.
1: You, Donovan Smith is gone. Thank God. Tristan Wirfs. I'm not sure I like him on the left side. I'm sure. I I think I like him being on the right side. So if there's a left tackle available at 19 in this draft, or even if you have to move up to get
2: one, you do something. I'm not. uh, You're you're gonna pay a pretty penny. Because I'm not sure that all Skoronsky, Paris, Johnson, Broderick, Jones, I'm not sure they're not all gone after 13. So you're talking about having to get up into the top 12, mm-hmm. which would be, it would be expensive. I'm not sure you're. I mean, let me rephrase that. I'm not sure you're doing that for an offensive lineman. Because you need a right tackle, you could very easily sit at nineteen and take Darnell Wright. You could sit there and take Dwan Jones, mm-hmm. and I think you're in just fine shape. I also have this funny feeling that Tampa going to Tampa, and this ends up being somebody on that defense. Could be. On what defense? On, on New Orleans. Who in the what team do you think you're going to take? On the Tampa Bay defense.
1: Yeah. How are we going to draft somebody that's on the defense already? I don't understand what you're talking about.
2: That goes to the defense. Did you draft a defensive player? Yeah, that's. I was right there with you. I don't know why. Why did you stop me? (laughs) Because you said it weird. Didn't make sense to me. Okay, so add to the defense. Where would you add to the defense? I've had this as the drop-dead spot for Nolan Smith. Mm -hmm. Now, the further times going along, I'm hearing that he's not making it past, past Pittsburgh. Which makes it probably more likely that you take one of those second-tier right tackles. I mean, you kept the corners. If you had lost uh, Jamel Dean, then corner would have been your biggest need, and and you would have been a drop-dead spot for a lot of those guys, but you didn't. So now it's I'm looking at one ridiculously big need on the right side, because Luke Gadecki is not good. I mean, I, he might be able to play at guard. I'm not real sure. He was horrible or awful, and got Tom Brady just annihilated more than once. Mm -hmm. So that's probably where I would go. I'm still not. The bad thing is that I'm looking at some of the positions that you've invested high draft capital in. Interior of the defensive line, edge rusher, because you keep taking players that don't make sense. Logan Hall try oh you liked that pick last year um i liked that pick playing on the inside and then he played on the edge a bunch of times and i went but no 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 no."
1: well he was never playing on the inside that's vita vea's spot i'm not talking about about playing with
2: the nose i thought he was going to play three four defensive end and he just did not do that as often as i thought he did he would come in play an edge and in four man fronts no 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 I mean, look, Tampa Bay's not as bad as we have made them out to be. Now, I think it is you comically have funny. Well, it's not just me. I mean, in terms of Vegas, size to win the Super Bowl, you're 22nd. So, it's not like anybody else is throwing you any ticker-take parades anytime soon either. No. I, this is not just me. You have the worst coaching staff in the league. It's not close. In, in a league where... Uh, oh, who is the second worst coach in this league? Man, they fired them all. Ah, I don't have anybody to make fun of anymore. I was gonna go Lovey Smith, but he's gone. Mm. Cliff Kingsbury's gone. Oh no! Gets tough, doesn't it? It does get tough. Ooh, that makes it even worse for you.
1: You got to go with one of the new guys, I guess. Mm. Josh McDaniel.
2: That's that's the answer. I think that's probably the right call. That's the answer. All right, you're the Bucks fan. Yep. Uh, if you had, if you had your druthers, how does this draft go? Uh, it
1: goes Nolan Smith, obviously, uh, if you could get him at 19
2: or I'm going to say that's much less likely now that it was two weeks or the
1: left slash right tackle or Brian branch. If there's a chance that he falls to 19, I could very well see Brian branch ending up in this secondary because they've already talked about wanting to move Antoine Winfield to the free safety this year. And so Brian Branch comes in to play strong safety with Antoine Winfield.
2: That's – plus you got – that secondary taken care of at that yeah, point. Yeah, but you signed Ryan Neal. I'm not really sure I, I – I feel like safety is not happening.
7: Mm-hmm.
2: Ryan Neal was actually good last year. And I think you're – I look at that secondary now and go, I would take a slot at some point, but I'm not prioritizing it. Mm-hmm. I just see a path that Tampa Bay is the grossest team to watch in the NFL. Sure, because you're you're still good defensively. I don't think you're great because I, I don't I don't see a lot of high level pass rushers. But I mean, it's competitive.
1: Here, here, here's the thing: this team was gross to watch last year when Tom Brady was the quarterback. Yes. Now, what do you think it's going to look like with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask?
2: Happy. It's going to look like happiness. And Kyle Trask has nothing to do with it. yeah your backup quarterback has nothing to do Mm
1: -hmm.
2: oh it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good year
1: you're in the sports obviously this is espn Asheville. got the daily draft coming up after the sports center update and today jeremy and i are going to be picking our uh teams for the rest of the masters tournament down in Augusta. so for the uh, next two rounds who would we have on our fantasy teams our fantasy rosters And more Draftmas coverage after the break. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate
0: hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville.
1: Welcome back into the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy, heard everywhere around the world, anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. You can also see us, your smartphone or other device, on YouTube. Go to the thesportocracy.com, click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat. It's still a uh, threadbare Friday, so you want to get your topic in. Put that in the chat. Coming up later on in the hour, we'll talk about uh, the draft needs for the New Orleans Saints by popular demand of the members of the uh, House of Reprehensibles in the YouTube chat. And we have breaking news out of we have something uh, very
2: bizarre that just happened at yeah at this Augusta. is this
1: is not uh, this is not a, uh, a a dance to your song tank news this could be bad as uh, the weather has rolled in at the Masters for the second time today play has been suspended and this time it's because two trees fell near the seventeenth hole and it appears according to reports that the video that that video footage of the trees falling. One of them looked like it landed on several people.
2: Uh, according to the ESPN broadcast, no one was hurt. Good. So very good. That is that is all we know at this point. But it Let's is hope
1: that stays the same. It is
2: what I'm looking at the video on Twitter right now. It's one of the most bizarre things I think I've ever seen. I guess people heard it and started moving because you can see on the video people just start scurrying mm-hmm. and it lands. And according to ESPN, no one was hurt. The AP has not picked that up, but uh, SI and ESPN have both put that
1: out. Yep. Uh, Like I said, according to the report that I saw from the Augusta Chronicle, uh, they said that it looked like people may have been hit, but hopefully that is not the case. And if ESPN is reporting that, then I have to trust their reporting on this as well. So play has been suspended for a second time today at the Masters. That's the other thing about the Masters this weekend is that – What's the weather going to do? We're already seeing severe weather today. Tomorrow's supposed to be worse. It could be anywhere from the forecast that I've seen from a quarter inch of rain just scattered throughout the day to a full-on deluge that might wash out most of the play tomorrow. So then you could have like the early starts on Sunday and trying to cram in as much as you can and then end up with a you know trying to avoid obviously a monday finish.
2: It is I will say it is highly likely that we have a monday finish. Because I'm going to say I doubt that they resume today. I would say it's 5:04 here in the eastern time zone. Mm-hmm. So the chances of that are light. You've got roughly half the field that has nine or more. Uh, yeah. Nine or fewer holes left. John Rahm
1: right now sitting in second place at nine under par. Brooks Kepke is in the clubhouse as the leader at twelve under. But John Rahm's through nine. He's got a he's got the whole back nine to play, and he's not going to do that in an hour. No. If they pick play, you know, why would they pick play back up today? Especially if the winds are going to keep kicking. Yeah, and... the chances of
2: that are are really limited.
1: Right. But. It is the top of the third hour of the program. It's daily draft time, and we're going to pick our teams for the weekend. Down at Augusta, who are you taking? You going to let me go first on this one? I will one? let you go first. Let me go first. Okay, well, I feel like it would be stupid for me not to take the guy who's got a three-stroke lead at the moment through two rounds, or at least he's through two rounds, Brooks Kepka. which could be I, I mean, it, it is a great story. I'm not. I don't want to say could be. It is a great story. A guy who has struggled with injuries for the last three years. He's one of the best golfers in the world. What he won? Uh, what was it? Uh, what was the one he won back to back? Was that the U.S. Open? Open. So back to back U.S. Open championships for him. Then the injuries creep in. He's not really competitive most of the time. He goes to LIV, and now he looks like he could be carrying the banner for LIV.
2: Well, he, he, he Stephen Dow asked, "Is three strokes strokes a lot?" Asking for a friend. Uh, well, let me put it this way: there are only seventeen players on the course that are three or less strokes under par. So, yeah, that's a pretty substantial lead. Mm-hmm. The fact that he got in early today, the third round cannot start until the second round ends. That's actually, if if no one is hurt, that is the second biggest story here. That these guys that were going to have to play in really ugly weather. I was, I mean, when you were picking teams, you were looking at guys that had to play late today going, this is not going to go your way because the wind is kicking. The, 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 the course is completely changed. Most of the low numbers you've seen have been from guys that went out early today. That means Brooks Kafka may not swing a stick until Sunday. And that's entirely in the realm of possibility. So I can't fault you. That is not who I would have taken first. My first choice is very easy. Mm-hmm. It's John Rom. Okay, uh, I don't have physical ailments with John Rom. He has the weirdest golf swing I think I've ever seen in my life. He only pulls the club back to about seventy percent, and he has been annihilating this course. And now he doesn't have to play the second nine in the the, the torrential weather. There is a good possibility that nothing happens tomorrow. I'm looking at the weather forecast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Augusta is very picky about what they will let play happen in, and I'm not. I'm not seeing many windows. If they get the second round done tomorrow, that's probably the best you could expect. And then my second one's Colin Morikawa. You said it going in. I I didn't so much poo-poo it as this this course does not really lend itself to him as much as it does some other guys so it was hard going in but he's he's just been laser focused mm-hmm. and again the weather is playing a big deal here because he's another one of those that's completely done just waiting on the second round to finish yep six under par sitting in fourth place
1: at the moment i gotta go with your guy you took my guy john rom was my favorite going into the tournament. But again, because he doesn't have the lead right now, I felt like uh, I had to take Brooks Kepka. So I'll take your guy,
2: and it's Victor Hovland, the cowboy himself. Uh, I, I absolutely love the kid. Uh, he and Matthew Wolf. I still go. It, it's one of my favorite things to do with golf is go back and look at teams you had in college. Going, how did you, how did you lose? Like ever, and Matthew Wolf and and Victor Hovland that were partners mm-hmm. that's shocking he's so good I considered him instead of Morikawa he just didn't look as good today as I wanted him to right and then I think I'm gonna go with Jordan Spieth
1: sitting oh, at gone. five under he he's one of those guys because I look at the rest of the leaderboard and go okay so at the moment Brooks kepka has got a seven stroke lead on these guys at five under which one of them do i think could go on a magical run and of those guys i i think it's jordan spieth i like sam burns but i'm not real sure cameron young
2: no you can't have sam burns sam burns is mine my- <laughs> <laughs> i figured he would be. i have him on DraftKings. that's that, that was always happening
1: i i figured he would be so jordan Speeth is uh is going
2: to be my third selection I'm going to take then I'll take the two layups that are, uh, that are still within at least some bit of shouting distance, because it's going to get very cute after these two, uh, Sam Burns and Cameron young. They were two because I really, really liked coming into this, uh, end of this tournament and are, are currently making me very happy with the green number that is lighting up on my DraftKings app. And again, Cameron Young avoided the, that was my biggest fear was, oh, good Lord. I got two guys that are going through this windstorm, And now with the tree falling, it looks like they will, they will avoid that and Mm -hmm. and hopefully get their nine in tomorrow, but they've both played well. I I feel like you're going to need Brooks to have some physical issues because he is so far out in front, but it's possible. John Rahm's the only one that's within clear striking distance right now. What's what's Brooks's problem? Uh, what's his physical ailment? Uh, let's see, uh, the back, mm-hmm. knees. Mm-hmm. I think he had a foot thing at one point. And what do we know about when it's windy and it's chilly temperatures
1: and joints and aches and pain that they get worse? Oh, they, absolutely, they get worse when the weather
2: is like this, and this is exactly how this tournament's going to be. Well, the only problem is that there's a possibility that he's not going to see any of that. Maybe. He could be sitting in Butler Cabin. With uh, Jim Nance waiting on everybody to finish tomorrow, maybe so. Which, by the way, is a hundred percent the right call. We have if if two thousand if twenty twenty showed us anything, we're malleable. Okay, we can play this on Monday. I do not want to watch it raining sideways, and these guys trying to play into that. Yeah, I mean if 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 you've watched any of this, take that sixth green and realize. There are guys that are going to have to play into that tomorrow. It annihilated people today. Who do you think tomorrow is going to look like?
1: I will do it. I will take the amateur. We could have done this. We could have Sam done this for the rest ben. of the hour, and I would have never gotten it. Really? You think that you you think that kind of downfall?
2: Oh, I don't think it's downfall. I still think he can win. Uh, all right. So, just in yeah, theory, is, let's say creating- he's in the... Let's say he's in the last group okay. on Sunday, all right. and and I'll give the kid credit. He stepped up on one, and I felt very sure that those knees were going to be shaking and the nerves, and he just piped one right down the center. And he's done it all day. Mm-hmm. He's held up to this. Sunday is really, really different. I mean, there was a story. I, I can't remember the commentator that I heard say this. He told, uh, Sam Bennett told him, I usually have my phone and I'm flipping through my phone while I'm on the golf course. They don't allow me to do that here. Mm-hmm. And it's really got me laser focused. And it just reminded me, oh, yeah, this kid this kid can barely drink. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to say I was going to pass on that. I think that. he'll cave under the pressure. But this is about building the best team for the
1: weekend. So, if he finishes in the top six... Oh, he's, I mean, he's a formidable pick. Right. Then he'll, then he'll be, uh, he'll be just fine for my team. I'm not saying he's got a shot to win it. And you know what? I'll be the one to do this as well. I will take the, uh, past veteran maybe over the hill, but he's having a hell of a master so far. It's Phil Mickelson, old lefty up (laughs) there on he, Hey, he's, he's at four under for the tournament. He's right outside the, you know, right outside that threatening window.
2: We'll see. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't getting there either. Uh, you you said veteran, and I thought you were going to take the name that I really wanted to, to round this out. Uh, it's Gary Woodland, who has one of the funniest stories I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched him much since he won the, let's see, he won the, I don't remember if he won the U.S. He won the U.S. Open. I haven't watched him much since then. He was Bryson DeChambeau earlier in his career. Of I can just absolutely pipe a driver nine million yards. Doesn't do that anymore. It got him in trouble a lot, and I was I watched a lot of him this morning, and I went, you know, he's gonna hang around here. So if you're playing in those second chance DraftKings tournaments, he's not a he's not a bad choice. Okay, I I didn't know that was a thing. It is, yeah, I, and I don't know how it's gonna work with the weather, right? Well, I'm sure
1: you got to, I mean, you'll
2: have to wait until the the second round's over. And let me go ahead and tell you, Brooks Kafka is going to be a bajillion dollars. You are in the
1: sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM
2: and 1400.
9: Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home when it's time to buy. Visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage.
4: At Ingles, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there, cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingles, we're with you every step of the way.
0: The sportsocracy. I up, son. Ice up.
1: You are listening to the sportsocracy everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. You can see us live on YouTube as well with our nice little uh, our nice little Jeremy Green graphics there. Uh, what 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 do we call that superhero entrance that we just played on the YouTube channel? What is what is that? That's like the
2: uh, we call it nothing because it's could be construed as <laughs> looking as though it was something
1: that is copyrighted it? Uh, indeed indeed it was just different enough with the raise alarm bells oh you cop? I like that i like that uh it is espn ashville we come to you live from the ingles studio as always and It's news out of the NFL today that a long-standing relationship between one former player and uh, his former franchise has come to an end after many, many years, and some would say way too long. John Elway, no longer a consultant for the Denver Broncos.
2: His contract has run out, and and the Broncos have said, we're good. Yeah, Uh, You are a great quarterback. You're really bad at finding them.
1: Uh, Elway did an interview with nine news in Denver, uh, where he said that the ownership has uh, made the decision not to extend his contract as a consultant after being the GM of this team. And he says that the Broncos are in good hands. Now, my question to you is, what was the conversation between Sean Payton and John Elway? Or Um, was there one?
2: Oh, I mean, I'm sure there the, the conversation was had. And it probably ended with buh-bye, bye buh-bye, buh-bye. now. Hey, Sean Payton's going to do this his way. He's going to bring in his guys. I told you weeks ago, I, there is a, a rumbling around the league that George Payton is going to be allowed to handle the draft. And then he may be one of those GMs that gets relieved of his duties in the days after the draft. And I
1: don't know that I really understand that. Why would you let a GM do the draft and then let him go?
2: Well, there's a few reasons for that. Uh, the The primary one is you don't want him hired by somebody else because he did your entire draft board. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, once you got to this point, they kept him involved. The, the The rumor is that Sean Payton wanted to have his own guy, but once you get, I mean, think about when Sean Payton was hired by the Broncos. By that time. There's a lot of proprietary information that's in George Payton's head. Now, what happens on draft day? Who do you think is making these picks? Denver Broncos get on the clock. Who do you think? There you go. Not a question. That's why. So this why this doesn't bother me, but the New York Jets once let Mike McCagnan run a draft. where They had a billion picks, and he had a dispute with Adam Gase, and then they fired him right afterwards. Mm Mm-hmm. That bothered me, because okay, so who is actually making the selections? There's no Sean Payton
1: here. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt who will be making them. I picks. mean,
2: Adam Gase would be handing in crayons or, or uh, cards that were written in crayon. So I, I, I don't think it was him. I, it doesn't really bother me with mm-hmm. with Denver. I mean, there's no doubt who the most who has the most pull with the Broncos, and it's Sean Payton. Of course it is. I mean, that's that was the deal. When That's how this, you got him, because I'm not a hundred percent sure he was in love with his job. No. It was the best one that came right. up. You come to us and we will give you carte blanche. You could do whatever you want. Especially when he walked around Arizona and went, Whoa, this is this is not an NFL franchise. Uh, did did I accidentally interview for a USFL job? <laughs> <laughs> Making you pay for your for for your Lord. Sammy at lunchtime. Yeah,
1: right. That is a bad. look. It's a very bad look.
2: Arizona, yeah. It's one of the worst. It, I and mean, the it, way you,
1: and and the way we talk about the Cardinals and, and the way you talk about the Cardinals, it's like it's like they've got a Dollar General in their stadium. Of just yeah. this is you would expect something that stupid from this franchise.
2: I had somebody tell me there are exposed floorboards in their weight room. Think Yikes. about what I just said. In, yeah, a, in a world
1: where you go to the best, the,
2: the report from the NFLPA said that there were, there was—I don't remember how they phrased it, but it was something to the effect of that they hadn't put the money into the weight room and there was obvious wear and tear. And then somebody in the league told me that the the report was that there is exposed floorboards in their weight That's room. That's crazy. And you then think, you look at other teams and go, "What?"
1: Yeah, but you go to the facilities of the best college programs. Oh, yeah. And they're unbelievable. Now, obviously, that's a big recruiting tool for them, but you would
2: expect an NFL team. Well, I mean, if you ever want to know why why potential owners are vetted so hard, it's because of this. And there are people in the NFL that currently consider there to be 31 teams in the NFL mm-hmm. because Arizona is persona non grata. Like, I'm, I'm not taking that job. You don't pay. You don't invest in the team. I mean, I, I want you to think about what I'm going to say. Do you remember how high I was on Arizona two, three years ago? Absolutely. Why do you think it atrophied? Best team in the NFC. And why do you think it atrophied so quick? Because I started hearing things. And the louder you get about that, the more, uh, the quicker people will come to your side and go, hey, you should stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Because there's things you don't know that don't have anything to do with the the, the product on the field, and this is going to age like a dairy product. Right. That's why I went with it, went with it, and then instantaneously gone. Because it's – I mean, that's not a professional franchise. Yeah. It's is not.
1: Yeah. Had
2: nothing to do with the eight-game losing streak that they had at the end of that season. Well, if you remember, I jumped off the ship long before that happened. It started. hmm There was also a borderline mutiny in their locker room that, uh, that I just so happened to be pretty clued into. And that's when I went, oh, Cliff Kingsbury is not an NFL coach. He may not be a high school coach and that's how it bore itself out over time
1: mm-hmm. and now he's off waxing surfboards and where was it singapore or the philippines he or, went it was somewhere on a
2: on a uh, on his own darkness retreat well i think his, his girlfriend was doing the model shoot
1: in the philippines or something yeah, that's yeah, where I, he said he was uh, going to be spending I his you summer
2: I, i'm not crying for him i promise <laughs>
1: The uh, Denver Broncos are are one of those teams, though. I look at this this upcoming season and go, I expect the most out of you. I expect the most change out of that team,
2: and it's just with the leadership. The leader, look, last year was was proof positive of when when things don't click, it can it, it can slide fast. Uh, Lee Bruce in our YouTube comments asked, "What if he wants to sabotage the draft, knowing he's getting fired?" A, I don't know that he knows he's getting fired definitively, and he may not. That's just a just something that has been said. I mean, do you ever want to have another job in the NFL? Well, I mean, in terms of sabotaging, it's not like he's main any of the picks. I mean, Sean Payton is going to be—he is the—but that's what he suggests. He is the alpha,
1: the alpha, and the omega, right? But that—but that's what he's suggesting is that he makes bogus picks because he knows he's getting fired. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not how that works. Sean Payton would not allow that. Mm-mm. Every pick that comes out of that room is is either going to be, A, delivered by Sean Payton uh, to who to whomever is making the pick in in or Kansas City, or it's going to be stamped with Sean Payton's seal of approval when it gets called in by George Payton.
2: Oh, uh, but Payton probably has no involvement there. That, that's, that, that's how aggressive that would get, if that's the point. Mm-hmm. That was the reason that I railed on the Jets so hard because Mike McCagden was literally the one picking the players, and it led to two fights in the draft room. Not fist fights, but very loud vocal arguments. There's reason you don't do
1: that. You're in the Sportsocracy. This is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. The uh, most important message of the day is going to be coming up after the next break. Uh, but real quick, I, I feel like... W- we, we let this kind of die on the vine for a minute, and we never addressed it publicly,
2: but what is the deal with the wrestler bracket? Uh, we're going to do it after the draft. It's, we, you and I had discussed this. We just hadn't discussed it on air. Right, we haven't
1: clued the audience into why we yeah. did two days of uh, wrestling bracket
2: stuff and then just left it. Well, because it got to a point of, oh, wow, we're we're really flooding social media, and algorithms don't like that. So to give it the plus, once May comes around, you have more days like today where you look around and go, huh, this place, this is a ghost town. Wow. Uh, Lead story today is Caleb Love's transferring to Michigan. Uh, Sorry, Michigan. (laughs) Be careful what you ask for.
1: I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine. He'll go up there and average uh, 25 points a night, and they'll be
2: terrible. You said 17 in a strange way, but the terrible part you got, right? He's the best player on your team. You're probably not pretty. You're probably not real good. Carolina fans are, amen. It's exactly right. Well, he, what was, he said. Well, he was never
1: the best team. Best player on our team, but no. But he thought he was. He thought he was. He really thought he was. He, he, really thought he, thought was. he,
2: was. he is. Caleb Love is. I feel like he has earned. His spot as a card-carrying captain of the Team gets mine. Yes. No doubt. 100%. That's a man whose who's first name and last name are his favorite two words in the English language, and that's probably not going to change anytime soon. Best member of Team Gets Mine for the North Carolina Tar
1: Heels since,
2: oh. Okay. Joseph Forte. Cole Anthony.
7: Go.
1: I hated Cole Anthony so much just because of that. I respected the kid's game. I mean, there's no doubt he had game. But you can't do that. I mean, that's just not the carolina way we play team basketball we're not you know here's we don't run the nc state system of here's dennis smith and four dudes at sports thank you patrick I, I had to do it you're in the sportsocracy this is espn Asheville coming up next It'll be time for the most important message of the day. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community. One that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com.
3: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, it's that time on the Sportsocracy each and every day where we bring you the most important message you will hear. Don't do crimes! Yeah. So, big thing happened in New York yesterday where a man was convicted of a gangland-style execution from 2016. The man's name is Nicholas Tartaglione. He was a former New York police officer who... Obviously was uh, accused of crimes. Very brutal scene where one man he thought had stolen money from him. He took him out into the middle of the woods, 60 miles from New York, and murdered him violently. Then goes and picks up three members of his family, well, two members of his family, two nephews of the guy, and a family friend. When you say
2: family, do you mean they have the same last name or Family
1: uh no they they were they' were the guy's nephews, okay, so it was uh the guy that he the first guy that he allegedly killed, and now that a jury has said he killed them uh Martin Luna, then he took urbano Santiago and Miguel Luna, who were the nephews and a family friend named Hector Gutierrez, took them out into the woods, killed them, buried them all in a mass grave, and now he has finally been convicted of this horrendous murder now. I tell you this story because it's not the actual crime that you should know him most for. I think what maybe history one day will tell us, his most important role, is that he was once the cellmate of Jeffrey Epstein. And you're going to tell me there's nothing fishy about a former New York cop accused of murdering four people in the same jail cell with a guy.
2: You see where I'm going. Uh Uh-oh. Tank's wearing my tinfoil hat. (laughs) I found it in the drawer, and I just had to pull it out. Your story had a much heavier tone to it than mine is going to. There are a lot of words in the English language that I never thought I would say together, and this seems to be happening more and more and more. These might be two of the weirdest, and they've been trending on social media for three days. Sushi Terrorism. Stories from Tokyo, Japan. Japanese police have arrested two men who posted a video on social media showing them eating pickled ginger with their chopsticks. Nothing I just said is illegal, correct? nothing. They were eating it directly from the communal container at a famous beef bowl restaurant. Mm -hmm. So the way that this works is it's like buffet style, and you're supposed to use the tongs to... Put the things on your plate, and your then point. you yeah. eat. So apparently now there is a social media craze of people eating directly out of the bowl for TikTok. And in Japan, that is a crime that you can be arrested for. Really? Is this a COVID thing? I I don't think so. Okay. I th- it, So the, they were arrested on suspicion of obstructing business and destroying and dirtying property. That's the crimes. Interesting. That is, there's very specific crimes, Just obstructing business, which is, that's a crime. I can totally get behind. Mm-hmm. You obstruct business, crimes. <clears throat> I assume where I was headed with that. Destroying and dirtying property. That's, that's a bizarre name for a crime. So this, uh, this takes me back to a phrase that I have uh, said many times, stop doing stupid things on TikTok. (laughs) This one, you didn't die. A lot of the stories I've told in this very same vein over the years, uh, somebody goes, uh, oh, look, taking a selfie for Instagram, and boop. I'm going to sound like Abe Simpson here, old man yelling at clouds. There are times that I look around the world that we live in and just go, you know, when I'm old, I'm going to hate everybody. Like, just everything that I see on a daily basis. When you're
1: old? So that happened three years ago.
2: I'm not old yet. I don't, I, okay, I don't, not everything makes me angry. <laughs> Are you doing sure? stupid things for social media? Like, oh, look, I got this cute picture on top of an active volcano. You know, I, I mean, I think there, there were books written that, survival of the fittest yeah natural selection there's there's a whole theory behind it but this one is just this might be the stupidest one i've, I've th- that i've ever told you know it's a crime and it's gross you don't double dip the chip we learned this from seinfeld in 1996 right just stop doing stupid stuff for
1: tiktok and you apparently don't wee in the shower at the gym we also learned that from seinfeld
2: well you shouldn't do it that you should definitely not do that in the shower at the gym the shower at your because house it goes, uh,
1: because it all goes to the same place come on elaine it's
2: not it, all pipes okay <laughs> it's all pipes it all goes to the same it's more place. because other people could be standing in that shower if you've got your own shower you do what you want to what you do behind the privacy of a bathroom door is between you and there's a famous star power. that told
1: us you should not do that in pu- well, never mind never mind shouldn't do that when other people are around <sighs>
2: jacqueline our youtube comments said tiktok is why i have no faith in humanity Keeping the attention span below 30 seconds.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't under, I don't understand TikTok. I just, I mean, I, I, I get that people are have short attention spans and they want to see the little videos. Some of them are funny, but most of it is just asinine.
2: I, I just want you to think that you and I grew up in the era of um, MTV, Total Request Live. Yep. VH1 yep. pop-up videos. Mm-hmm all the music videos those were what three to four minutes mm-hmm. we are now to a point where if it if it can't be confined into 60 seconds it can't hold our attention right. which means the next generation is gonna be at about eight so hey at st- least they'll,
1: at least they'll be really good at name that tune they've only heard four <laughs> bars of the uh of of the new sam smith or whoever i don't know it's I, I the just, first pop name that came to
2: my mind Oh, playing a fun game of is this an active artist on the Billboard Top 100 or a name we just made up with you and I would be phenomenal. <laughs> right. Is it Luke Combs? No. no. Then I don't know who it is. Then I'm not sure.
1: Really not sure who's making music these Creed? days. Creed?
2: Are we getting a Creed? Because I know that
1: one. I've heard a bunch of new Weezer in the last like couple of months. I think they just had an album drop,
2: and it's actually pretty good actually pretty good i've i've officially gotten to the point of i just hate music i all hear it, it. And i'm like it's just noise go get the creed bangers that's <laughs> that's real music he doesn't
1: have his scott Stapp or chris stapleton those are two of the weirdest singers to love
2: oh chris stapleton's awesome
1: yeah but i'm saying i get chris the, stapleton i don't person. understand scott Stapp
2: well, at here's all here's the thing you, you know what we got a we got a decent weekend coming up you just get you a pair of headphones there, Grandpa, and listen to the uh, uh, listen to the Human Clay album, and you'll get it.
1: Oh, I I owned the Q- Human Clay album way before you did. I, I can guarantee you that.
2: I will say I doubt that. My father loved Creed. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, I was young, but my father loved Creed. I
1: was trying to think. You're like ten,
2: something like that. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say Creed had to be like. My freshman year in high school. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, trust me, I knew good music I was from all early about on, it,
2: and I played the hell out of that album. Hey, there I was knew some good, good music from early on, and you know what? I know definitively this noise ain't music let's go and then
1: then it went through the same thing that Nickelback went through we all thought that was a good album too and then we went okay now we've heard this way too much and now all your songs they're coming out on on consecutive albums they sound exactly the same as the ones on the first one nope Nickelback and Rascal Flatts although two bands
2: that I just I never got it and I never will get although they've got a new one too Uh, Nickelback's got a new song out that's not bad is it Chad Kroger just banging two pots together because that's what I hear every time I hear Nickelback. I think we
1: flash back to the overrated bands bracket here. It's because we get angry
2: about things like this.
1: This is true. As the world changes, it's it's harder and harder to make sense of, of where this world is at.
2: That's the reason I go hide in my house and have domestic lights.
1: You are in the sportsocracy. This is ESPN Ashville. And Jeremy, you did say something very astute. I think this is going to be a great weekend. I do. I I mean, the Masters obviously is is a huge thing. We're gonna enjoy it. Hopefully, we will get to see some golf tomorrow. It doesn't get completely washed out. You got UFC coming up tomorrow night. Israel Adesanya, Alex
2: Pereira, the rematch. I just realized I buried the lead on my story. What did you do? I I didn't. So there was a below the fold, and I did that Uh millennial thing where it lost my attention, so I didn't read. Oh, do tell. Eating out of a communal bowl in Japan is punishable with three years in prison. Holy cow. I did not see that part until just now. Wow. And a $3,800 fine.
1: Well, I mean, you do see a lot of, you know, from time to time in the annals of history, we have seen where uh, illness runs rampant in those heavily populated countries, Japan, China, and such. So I, I guess it makes sense. I guess we we don't ever think about it here because the only well the only time it really made relevant uh, it was relevant to us was three years ago to where we had to start living the life of you know staying away from each other and wearing masks and all that they've they've been through that before you do three years in
2: in prison for ginger for eating out of a bowl that's ginger's gross it seems very strange yeah I hate that stuff ah, it's gross no chance no
1: chance but not the only, only- not only do you have UFC coming up tomorrow night, you also have the uh, Bristol Dirt Race on Sunday. If you're going to that, hope it's uh, hope the weather holds out for you. It's going to be fun. I love the dirt race. I Think it's a great uh, great addition to NASCAR, and that is this weekend as well. Plus, it's Easter weekend. I got my boy's birthday party coming up tomorrow. This is all just manner of things going on. When we come back for the break here in the Sportsocracy, we'll close out the show for this Friday as uh, we will talk about our last team with, uh, well, not the last team, but our last team for today in the draft needs for the upcoming 2023 NFL draft. It's the New Orleans Saints.
2: The siren song of the sea beckons with a bounteous treasure and a desire that must be fulfilled. At Ingalls,
4: our extensive seafood department offers a huge variety from your local catch to flavors from around the world. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
3: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
1: If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch.
5: Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account. But no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
1: This is the Sportsocracy. It is ESPN Asheville, and we are live in the Ingalls studio here on a Friday, just counting down the days to the NFL draft. And uh, I I feel like if we don't mention this, I I think Adam Black might have an infarction. He's excited because he got his tickets today for UFC Fight Night in Charlotte. Did you know this was coming? I did. May the 13th. They'll have a fight night. It's going to be all heavyweight action in the big bouts. Uh, Rosenstruck—I don't know how to say his first name—but uh, Rosenstruck is, uh, is is the headliner of all of this, and, it's, and it, does, it starts at eleven o'clock in the morning. It'll be aired on ESPN and ABC. The prelims start at eleven a.m. or eleven thirty a.m., and the main card starts at three. Normally, this is reserved for when they're overseas. I don't understand why they're doing it matinee style in Charlotte. But maybe that beats me. Maybe that tells you where Charlotte ranks on the on the scale. I don't know. Anyway, let's get into the uh, final of the week, the team draft needs for 2023. We'll talk about the New Orleans Saints. It's the biggest need that this team has. They got Derek Carr now as their quarterback. What do you put around it?
2: Well, for me, the biggest need is somebody to play on the interior uh, and another edge guy. And for I would, there is no doubt in my mind that pick late in the first round is going to be the best defensive line that falls to you. I've had it as Kalaja Kansi. I've had it as Brian Breeze. Whichever one it is, I know that you added two in free agency. I don't care. One of them played for the, one of them played for the Jets, and I'm not sure they didn't both play for the Jets at, at one time. And neither one of them is all that good. Nathan Shepard, Kalen Sanders. That's just not enough. I, I Because I'm looking at the defense going, safeties, I like Marcus May. I like Tyron Matthew. Didn't always look wonderful last year. But I think that's because your corner play was so bad. And that's another need for me. Is I feel like you need another corner. Even though you've got seven of them on the roster. Mm-hmm. Outside of Marshawn Lattimore, I'm not sure any of them are any good. You don't like Paul today, I like him in the slot. I hate him playing on the outside. He's one of the worst corners in the league last year, and so I know that a lot of Saints fans feel like they need a receiver, and I would agree. But I can't say it's one of the the prevailing needs. They have one of the deepest offensive lines in the league. Again, not we, sure how many of them are great.
1: Let me you you don't know what you're going to get out of Michael
2: Thomas. That's the biggest thing. That that's why wide receivers as high as it is. If he comes back and plays the way I've seen him play, then it's not a top two, three need. If he's hurt again, then it's probably your biggest need. Right. Because you need somebody outside of Chris Alave. Now, the the question is, do you go full Lucy with the football again and get duped by this and have to chase a Jarvis Landry or or, or whoever the case may be? I would wager they're probably going to add a receiver with one of those first three picks. Mm-hmm. The problem is you're going to miss a run at 30. You're either not quite to that second-tier receiver at 41, which makes me think it's probably at 72, unless one just falls right in your lap. And I'm going to go get somebody that can rush the passer on the interior because I signed two guys that are both, I think, good against the run, but not great, and neither one provides anything as a pass rusher so if you're wanting peyton turner and cameron jordan to to be what they what you expect them to be you're going to have to have somebody that can pressure up the middle so they got to pick at the
1: back end of the first round perfect scenario for that pick is kalajakansi
2: Cancy. i'm not sure he's going to be there but every time i push him up the board and he starts to get into the high 20s low teens uh, I, I start getting text. Uh, no, 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 no. Come back. I could also see a path that you go Keanu Benton at 41. And and if one of those receivers falls that you take them at 30, because this is, this is a weird year to need a receiver because you're either going to take them in the first round. I think one falls to early in day two. Or you just wait and wait and wait. There could be a full round in between receivers. I know that sounds insane to say. It does. There are about 15 guys that grade out similarly. Just what are you after? Scheme fit. Do you fall in love with a guy? And so for New Orleans, they're another one of those teams that you're in kind of a weird position. I, so I would, I, I'm actually going to change my answer here on the fly. Best case scenario. One of those receivers, whether it's Zay flowers, I don't think it's going to be him. Smith and Jigba Jordan Addison. One of those guys falls in your lap. And then you can take Keanu Benton at 41. That's probably my best best case scenario okay where else would you add to this team i hate to say this because i i, I love the guy it's tight end i mean adam troutman has been fine juan johnson's been fine i wish i could combine them into one player because they're both like half of an nfl tight end
7: mm-hmm.
2: and it just really gets into the depth on the but on what the about Taysom
1: hill play. I love that dead look he gets in his eyes when you mention Taysom
7: Hill.
2: You mean the, the living embodiment of what Anthony Richardson's going to be in the NFL about oh. three years from now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, he's real fast. Uh, okay. He can't throw. So He can when there's nobody there because you think he's going to run. Mm-hmm. So they should be in the
1: market for a Sam Laporta or somebody like that.
2: A uh, Sam Laporta's not going to be there. LaPorta will go at the back end of the first round beginning of the second. I'm dead set there will be two in the first round.
1: That would be. No, that's why I said at the back end of the first round when they have that pick at 29, if all the receivers yeah, I'm, are gone, I don't maybe know you go tight end.
2: I don't think I'm going to invest that capital there. I mean, because I can survive with Troutman and, and Juwan Johnson. That's more of a day three need for me. Okay. I need to come away from the one of those first two, at least one, maybe both, of those first two picks, the one at 30 and the one at 41, or 31 and 42, depending on which email you got from the NFL. I need to come away from that with at least one defensive lineman.
1: They just added Jamal Williams as a backup to Alvin Kamara, but should they not be on the lookout for running back of the future? Not necessarily no. high draft capital, but, I mean, in those later rounds, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in there, you find a guy that might turn into something.
2: I I mean, could you take one? Sure. That would tell me more that, that you're that you're afraid that Alvin Kamara may not be around for X number of games this I'd year, which is certainly a possibility. And now, if that's the case, then yeah, I need I need somebody that can catch because Jamal Williams is not not super well known for that. I'm not saying he can't do it; it just he's been a lot of places he wasn't asked to. Mm-hmm. And you play with Aaron Jones. Uh, you're probably not going to be asked to do that very often. And DeAndre Swift. So I think that would be a day three need as well. I want to come away from from this, from this the first two rounds with at least one defensive lineman and wide receiver, and a corner would probably be my next one. All right, those are your draft
1: needs for the New Orleans Saints. We will cover each and every pick of the 2023 NFL Draft live on the YouTube stream. If you're not connected with us yet, go to thesportocracy.com, click that live video link. Hit the subscribe button. You can also join the House of Reprehensibles. I hope you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the sports thing, and we will be back with you on Monday.